So where did all this energy and space come from? The answer was found after decades of work by scientists. Space and energy were spontaneously created in an event we now call the Big Bang. At the moment of the Big Bang, an entire universe full of energy came into existence, and with it, space. It all inflated, just like a balloon being blown up. So where did all this energy and space come from? How does an entire universe full of energy, the awesome vastness of space, and everything in it simply appear out of nothing. For some, this is where God comes back into the picture. give yourselves to brutes, men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate. Only the unloved hate, the unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The power to create machines, the power to create happiness. You the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world, a decent world, that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world, to do away with national barriers, to do away with greed, with hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason, a world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness. Soldiers, in the name of democracy, let us all unite!
morning. Taylor Swift is not a psyop. Taylor Swift is not a psyop. Taylor Swift is not a Taylor Swift is not a psyop. 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 Taylor Swift is и здесь опять лгут постоянно, извращают исторические факты, не прекращают нападки на нашу культуру, на русскую православную церковь, другие традиционные религиозные организации нашей страны. Посмотрите, что они делают со своими собственными народами. Разрушение семьи, культурной и национальной идентичности. Извращение, издевательства над, над детьми вплоть до педофилии объявляются нормой, нормой их жизни. А священнослужители, священников принуждают благословлять однополые браки. Да бог с ними, пускай что хотят, то и делают. Что здесь хочется сказать? Взрослые люди имеют право жить, как хотят. Мы к этому так и относились в России, и всегда к этому будем так относиться. Никто в частную жизнь не вторгается, и мы не собираемся этого делать. Но хочется им сказать, но ну, посмотрите, извините меня, священные писания, главные книги всех других мировых религий. Там все сказано, в том числе то, что семья – это союз мужчины и женщины. Но и эти, но и эти священные тексты подвергаются сейчас сомнению. Но вот как стало известно, англиканская церковь, например, планирует, планирует, правда, пока только еще, рассмотреть идею гендерно-нейтрального Бога. Что скажет? Прости, Господи, не ведают, что творят. Миллионы людей на Западе понимают, что их ведут к настоящей духовной катастрофе. Элиты... Ну, прямо надо сказать, просто сходят с ума, и это, похоже, уже не лечится. Но это их проблема, как я уже сказал. А мы обязаны защитить наших детей. И мы сделаем это, защитим наших детей от деградации и вырождения. So, I am going to spend the next minute screaming, because that is what is going on in here. That is what the trans genocide in this country, in this city, has brought me to. Imagine that! doing my name is pistachio like the nut um how are you doing this is my first day of school i'm so excited to be here i'm actually a furry i don't know if you guys have any other furries in the school i just might do my mating call to see if there's any other furries <laughs>
oh, I was just doing a call to see if there was any other furries here because I like to be in an environment where I'm surrounded by my pack. And yes, I know I may be a human, but in my inside of my head, I'm all wolf. Yes, I am a wolf. Meow. Meow. Oh wait, that's a cat noise. <laughs> Sometimes I, my cat instincts come out, but I really am a wolf. But I think I was a wolf raised by a pack of cats because, I don't know, I can't really remember my childhood because there was a lot of trauma. But yeah, I also love anime. What's your favorite anime? My favorite anime is probably like Death Note or Gunslinger Girl. Those are like my actual favorite animes. Um, you don't watch anime? Oh, oh okay. Um, anyways, uh, it was really nice to meet you. You're really kind and stuff, but I think you're a little just you're just a little too human for me. I like to be around people that are like very hairy, if you know what I mean. Not like that, but I mean furry hairs, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I guess it was nice meeting you and I'll see you later. <laughs> I'm gonna go outside and dig in some dirt, so bye. Here, and it will be. The flag of La Ilaha Muhammad Rasulullah will be, inshallah, on the White House. The American people are waking up now. Allah does say that the whole world eventually will be under his his ruling. The world will come down to where everybody obeys uh, the laws of God. Simple as that. We will force Islamic Sharia, inshallah. Sharia here, and it will be. The flag of La Ilaha Muhammad Rasulullah will be, inshallah, on the White House. The American people are waking up now. Allah does say that the whole world eventually will be under his his ruling. The world will come down to where everybody obeys uh, the laws of God. Simple as that. We will force Islamic Sharia, inshallah. Well, I'm the Muslim cowboy playing my guitar. Girl, I hear you're nine years old, so climb on in my car. If you try to run away, you won't get very far, cause I will beat you senseless while I scream Allah Akbar. Ho, Then, Speaker, I called the res resolution previously noticed. The clerk will report the resolution. House Resolution 489. Whereas the allegation that President Donald Trump colluded with Russia to steal the 2016 presidential election has been revealed as false by numerous in-depth investigations including the recent report by Special Counsel John Durham, which documents how the conspiracy theory was invented, funded, and spread by President Trump's political rivals. Whereas Representative Adam Schiff, who served as ranking minority member and then chairman of the Permit Select Committee on Intelligence of the House of Representatives, HPSCI, occupied positions of extreme trust, affording him access to sensitive intelligence unavailable to most members of Congress. Whereas for years, Representative Schiff abused this trust by citing evidence of collusion that, as is clear from reports by Special Counsel Robert Mueller, Department of Justice, Inspector General Michael Horowitz, and Special Counsel Durham does not exist. Whereas by repeatedly telling these falsehoods, Representative Schiff purposely deceived his committee, Congress, and the American people. Whereas Representative Schiff, Schiff lent credibility to the Steele dossier collection of debunked collusion accusations funded by President Trump's political rivals by reading false seal allegations into the congressional record at an HPSCI hearing on March 20, 2017. For years they've been telling us. The President of the United States is racist. These comments are disgraceful and disgusting 
and are racist. Donald Trump is a racist. Yes, absolutely. I can say that now. He has been uh, uh, racist. Abraham Lincoln here is one of the most racist presidents we've had in modern history. What if he never was a racist? Is Trump a racist? I've talked to a number of black entrepreneurs who are trying to get financing. They could. Somebody told them to go check with Donald Trump. What a beautiful person you are. He gave him a term loan. They independently relate this tale that when they saw him, he said, this is what you're supposed to pay me? This our agreement? And yeah. And then tore the check up, shook their hands, and congratulations. Now run your business. What if Donald Trump wasn't the man they told you he was? There's a lot to be said for Donald Trump. Yeah, there's a lot, you know. He's a good guy. He is really a good guy. He's not a racist. I, yeah. He's not. Growing up in the deep south, I've seen racism up close. I know what it is. And it isn't Donald Trump. Racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK. So here now is just a sampling of the long history of misogyny we have seen over the years from Donald Trump. Who is a sexist? And now a sweeping report about the way he treats women. He's been sexist. What if he was never a sexist? I've known my father, obviously, my whole life, and he has total respect for women. A woman in the audience asked Trump, if he'd hire veterans at that hotel. Here's how he responded. You mind if I do a job interview right now? We need good people. How are you? Yes. Mr. Trump, what we just witnessed here was pretty remarkable. I mean, this is a complete stranger who just came up and you offered her a job. What what, what inside your gut gave you the feeling that I you felt could good her about job? her. I tell you what, I looked at her, I said, she you know, I have gut instinct, okay? Look at that with the tears. How nice. She's just a good she just seemed like a good person to me. He's a race baiting. He's a pig. Xenophobic. A mutt. Religious bigot. He appeared to mock a reporter with a disability. What if he wasn't a bigot at all? What if he was actually warm and compassionate? Hey, how you doing? All right, sounds good. Holy Christ, where do I get to? Uh, yeah, hey. No, you're giving me kind yeah, honors. Right. Hey, Jeff, a lot of good things are happening, too. Don't get yourself. A lot of good things are happening in terms of the medical stuff. You keep that fight going. We both fight, okay? You keep that going, okay? I will do my end. Where illusions can deceive, discernment becomes our lantern, guiding us to uncover the untold truth that may lie obscured by the hands of perception. This is Michael Fanone, a woke Democrat little bitch, author of the book I'm a Democrat Little Bitch, and um, on behalf of, of all of us little bitches here in the fake news media, thank you for being the face of every single woke Democrat little bitch out there. All right, you ready? Yeah, when you're ready. Okay. Since the January 6th attack on the US Capitol, when supporters of Donald Trump stormed this building, trying to prevent the election victory of Joe Biden from being certified, 
on the anniversary. Let's listen in uh, as NASA reveals their findings. I'll read a transcript from some of the survivors of the UAP abductions. This one is from someone who would like to remain anonymous. We'll call him Ron. He wrote, I woke up in a white room surrounded by strange creatures that resembled Adam Schiff. They bent me over a table and I became very nervous. As the probe entered my butthole, I tried to relax. Unfortunately for me, I got a bowel movement and started spraying poop all over the aliens. This seemed to disturb them very much, and to this day I'm thankful for my IBS, which may have saved not only my life, but my anus as well. And we will get them, but I will not, not now, not ever, support raising the gas tax. Finally, let's increase the gas tax by 10 cents over the next three years. I would not run if President Trump ran. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. Every person on social media should be verified by their name. I never said government should go and require anyone's names. But what we do know is 65 is way too low, and we need to increase that. Proclaiming the retirement age is, quote, way, way too low. Where do I you have never right? once said that. I never said Hillary Clinton was an inspiration. I went with my friend Eleanor Kitzman to a firm and leadership program where Hillary Clinton was speaking. And I walked out of there and I said, I'm running for office. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen, and you are watching and listening to The Brett Keen Show. I hope you're all having a wonderful day out there. Uh, as many of you know, I've done a couple live shows in the past two weeks, hung out with uh, some pretty cool and friendly Satanists, and I also hung out with a few of my friends over on Rumble, John Gashilla, as well as Von Helton, uh, my pagan friend and Jewish Muslim kind of friend. <laughs> He's a hybrid of both, I suppose. Yeah, I see we got somebody here called Black Metal Aller 666. How are you doing? Doing well, and you, sir? I'm doing all right. What do you think about some of those clips? Oh, fuck, dude. That some of them just, like, especially that woke liberal shit, man, it just fucked my head a little bit. Especially that screaming one and that furry dude. Oh, hell no. Do you notice there seems to be a pattern? That seems to be a way a lot of them act. If you try to yes, talk to them, I noticed that for like past many years, and it's just like surprisingly, I'm like 20, and and I'm just like, what is going on with my generation? It's like this is not right at all. Why do you think that they behave that way? For what's your theories? It's something to do with like just the entire like politic change. It's like everything is. Like, I feel like the entire media, like, changed during the 2016 election. And when Donald Trump got in power, the wokes, like, they started hijacking both, like, the Hollywood and the other, you know, forms of media. But then when Joe Biden came in, along with the coronavirus, that's where literally everything just went so bad. And now everyone is starting to say, hey, we got to be afraid right now because of the cancel culture or else we'll be canceled 
because the society is now just so sensitive and we're basically in a civil war. Just nobody will notice it till it's too late. So what do you, do you think there's any way to be able to turn this around or, or fix things? In my opinion, it's we need to have a lot of regulation on everything. We need to start, you know, not be afraid of allowing these weak, woke people thinking that they're thinking that they're doing good. But reality is they don't see themselves pretty good. They're self-deceiving themselves. And thanks to the Satanic Bible I've been reading, I've been studying Satanism for a while because, in fact, I am a Satanist as well, not one of those Gilmorean idiots, though, because I've been watching with you doing interviews with Lucifer Lake Gorfton. Were you uh, one of the people that actually came in and participated? Because yes. your voice, says you did come in? Yes, I did, yes. Well, if you don't mind me asking, because we'll talk about a lot of different things, but one of the things I liked about uh, Mr. Gordon was he's very open about his views and willing to pretty much talk about anything. If you don't mind, uh, were you always a Satanist or how did well, that how did work into it? Well, when I was like a kid, I wasn't really grew up in a very religiously. It's not until I was about 16 and 17, I started getting into Satanism. And when I read the Satanic Bible at first, I didn't know the understanding of this meaning because at the time I was woke myself because I was because at the time I thought I was doing something good. It's not till later, like last year, I realized the stupidity when I read his third edition of the Satanic Testament. It actually it opened my eyes, and now I realized what the true meaning. And now I'm a basic member of the STS right now. I do have my membership card if you want to see the verification. No, I believe you, man. If that's your position and your view, I'm not going to aggravate you about it. If you say it, then it is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, how do you, obviously you had thought at one point in time that being woke was the right thing. And I believe a lot of people who are woke are actually thinking they're somehow the good guys and the rest of the world is evil. How mm -hmm. does one get, adopt that idea it's very easy to get into, like, especially when you're my age. It's because it's literally because it's just how the media just fucks you over. And then when you actually start asking questions, that's when you start realizing, like, shit. So my destiny is meant to be more like center right. So now I'm more like a, like, I was kind of very, like, very, very right wing. Then I was very left wing. Now I'm kind of more of a, like moderate right slash anarcho-capitalist, but yeah, more of a moderate right. But when I noticed the how things became what it is, I realized, yep, and I should now I need to refix it. And luckily, the Satanic Testament kind of got me back to the direction I supposed to go. Now that's an interesting uh, way of putting it. How do you feel that Satanism uh, brought you back into more of what you referred to as clarity? Well, at the time, like I thought, you know, Satanism at the time was supposed to be a left wing ideology. And probably everyone thought about that. But then I started kind of questioning about the woke thing and if it's actually right. But then when I got back into Satanism, what it really is, I realized, yep. This is exactly what I should be following. And now I realized 
I should have, I've, that's my path I should go. And now looking back at the Satanic Bible, I agree with a lot what Anton Zandor LeVay said. And I've been reading on some Michael Aquino's book and Vendor Satana's books as well. And I've been incorporating some elements of Setianism, Cthulianism, Luciferianism, demonolatry, and even some, even some paganism as well. Well, as you know, one of the uh, big topics that me and Mr. Gordon mm -hmm. and the other gentlemen in the show had was, is Satan actually a real entity or is it just a metaphor as the Church of Satan points out? What is your view about Satan? Satan can take on many forms. Like I acknowledge like some people like Setians, they say, Satan is set, while Cthulians, they say Cthulhu was set. In my personal opinion, I kind of see them as separate deities, but they're in alliance together. But Satan could take on many forms, like anthropomorphic form or like dark spirit form or energy form, like Anton Zander LeVay and even Le Gordon even mentioned. But how I kind of see Satan is he's a human with the wings and the horn, but not have a goat face nor a Who's unlike other people see him? Do you uh, believe that? Uh, I, I personally think people use that imagery because they're using it from some old lore of an old deity called Pan. Are you familiar with that? Yes, he is one of the infernal names in during the, some rituals like the High Mass, the Black Mass. It's in the Black Grimoire along with the Red Grimoire, even the um, the Satanic Testament Fourth Edition. As you probably realize, and I know a lot of religious folks out there who are listening know this. Wait a second. <coughs> Sorry, I got a bad cold. It happens. Satan, it's, it's, Satan isn't referred to as some kind of like ugly monster biblically. He's mm -hmm. considered as a beautiful angel of light who is the mm -hmm. right hand closest to God. Do you also believe that God is real? You just uh, don't agree with his his viewpoints on how to run the universe. Yes, I do see like that. I don't I, can, I don't mention his name, but I'm not one of those people say you know, oh, I believe in Satan, but I don't believe in God. It's like how can you do that? Like you have to acknowledge God' existence because, or else, like you're just one of those Gilmorean Satanists then. Now, this is one thing I haven't been able to uh, fully get into a discussion with the other guys with. I'm sure they're more than open to talk about this. But do you believe that Satan was created by God, like the Bible says, or was Satan always there as well? That is a really hard topic. It really depends on some people's perspective. But in my opinion, I feel like he was there before God's existence, though. But... It's pretty debatable if you know what I'm talking about because it, some people have very different perspective. Now, I, I can understand that Satanists do have some issue with the behavior and attitude of some Christians, but I'm also curious, how do you feel whenever you see or hear atheists on social media saying that Satan is a fictional character along with God? being that you do actually believe they both exist. Uh, they don't really bother me, honestly. Like, that's their opinion. As long as they're not, like, going at me, like, personally attacking me, like, that's fine. Like, it, like I don't care if you don't believe in the ancient gods or 
God, Satan, the other demons, or even Cthulhu mythos, that's fine by me. As long as you don't attack me, we're good. By the way, if you're curious why you're not on the screen, usually... Sorry, sorry I usually like to kind of cover myself just in case the TST or the Church of Satan found, finds out. Do you want me? Do you want me to put you up on the screen alongside me? Sure, why not? Okay. All right. Hey, cool hair. My uh, brother's got real long hair. He's yeah. he a heavy metal band. I <laughs> used to have long hair, but my hair's too thick, and it just burns me up in the summer. How's it work for you? Yeah, I live, let's say, a very cold state. Let's just say. Now, I've seen that a lot of Satanists have 666 in their name. What does that represent for you? It represents, like, the man of what it means to you. Because it does mean it's something, like, personally to you. Because if you look at the trap bath or even the order of the trap story, it also has 666 on there as well. And did even mention it does even uh, mention that in the uh, Satanic Testament. All right. Yeah, I've uh, I've seen the the number usually used in some kind of negative light on some religious films I've seen, but I haven't really designated why that would be considered bad. Besides, it somehow symbolizes the devil in some way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a lot of media will always have like a lot of stereotypes, like you know, human sacrifice. Even though that's been a thing for like a thousands years, including like the Aztec culture. And don't forget, like, a lot of that stuff. And now, during the Satanic Panic, that's, like, made even more popular is during the Satanic Panic during the 80s and the 90s, where they label heavy metal as Satanic or even Dungeons and Dragons as Satanic because of the conspiracy theories that the fundamental Christians have made to the FBI. Well, I know you're a younger man, so you probably don't go back as far as this, but Buddy Holly... The guy who sung La Bamba, Elvis Presley, they were all mm -hmm. considered satanic because mm -hmm. of their music and dance. So it's been that way for a long time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I study those. The, oh, yeah. It's because during the time, it was because a lot of them claimed to like, both rock and roll as a way for race mixing. So it's a kind of a way to separate, you know, different races. Because back in the day, you know, the Jim Crow era and the um, Black Code era. So that was kind of used as a way to basically separate people. And I just kind of find it pretty absurd. I'm like, what does this have to do with satanic? That's more like you're promoting what the KKK and the neo-Nazis are promoting. You know, when I was a young kid and I was going to church, they gave a list of bands I should never listen to. They mm -hmm. said they were just the most evil thing possible. One of them was Alice Cooper and the other one was mm -hmm. Ozzy Osbourne. Yep. Well, guess what I went and done? You listening to them. Oh, yeah. Ozzy Osbourne is still one of my favorite musicians, and mm -hmm. Alice Cooper. And I like to play clips on my radio where both of them actually talk about their belief in God. They, mm -hmm. They're actually theists, and the Christians mm -hmm. don't know that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, like that was the thing with the Satanic Panic. It's because the one, the lyrical content with the Black Sabbath self-titled album, like some of the track mentioned, you know, satan but they, they took it like very literally and alice cooper is with the blood and the makeup it's like for shock value then you have like other bands like venom who literally 
you know, did this. I think it was Slayer, Possessed, even Bathory got involved with it, along with Hellhammer and Celtic Frost during the first wave black metal and even the death metal scene during the 80s. So I have to ask, since we're talking about musicians who were very mm-hmm. impressionable and like to do a lot of shock value, there was Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. He was a part of the Satanic Church for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, but in the interview, like he literally, it's kind of a really take a grain of salt because, yeah, like he was friends with Anton Zanderlevate, but also I'm not really a big Marilyn Manson fan. I just don't find his music that good, in my opinion. And it's kind of, it's, it's, it's pretty hard. And now, since Marilyn Manson's now doing the opposite now, what he's doing now than he was doing back in the day. Yeah, he's declaring himself as a Christian, which is kind of strange. Nobody would have expected that, I suppose. What about bands like Corn? Did that surprise you? Well, yeah, Corn, they talk about a lot of stuff like, you know, drug abuse and all that stuff, but I'm not really big into new metal. I'm like more into the black metal. Like during the Norwegian black metal scene, especially with the specific person called Varg Vikaris. He formed the band that was called Burzum, and he's well known for his uh, causing three church burnings in Norway and also stabbed Euronymous, the guitarist and founder of Mayhem, and that caused uh, Varg Vikaris to get arrested back in 93. And, of course, then that, because the Norwegian black metal scene was very like one of the most controversial scenes, along with the band Deicide, with Glenn Burton being the bass player promoting you know, Satanism, all that stuff. And you have like Morbid Angel, another very well-known band, Satanic band as well. Then you have like Destroyer 666, an Australian band. They they even got deported from Australia because of the lyrical content they're talking about. I think that you and I, we share a lot of uh, taste in the same kind of music. Mm -hmm. I usually, if I'm going to listen to a metal band, I like it if I can actually understand what they're saying. And Dio was one of those. Oh, uh, Dio's. Dio is the best. I love Dio. Dio is like... What's some of your favorite songs by him? Mostly Holy Diver. Um, Die Young is another good one from when he was in Black Sabbath. Along with uh, Holy Diver is a good one, too. Um, Heaven and Hell is a good one. Some good stuff. Unfortunately, you forgot to mention Rainbow in the Dark. I think that's a great song. Oh, yeah. You know, fun fact about that. Actually, Ronnie James Dio hated that song it's because the keyboard sounds too poppy and he even didn't want to put it in the soundtrack but i think it was one of the band members or the recordings the guy the, the recording guy convinced him to keep it in there there's a, a movie that was done a while back i kickapoo or something like that song have you heard it no not i'm not familiar with that let me see it's got jack black and oh yeah have you seen the meatloaf and the Dio coming out of the poster video? Mm-hmm. Yep, probably so, yep. That was pretty amazing. I watched this behind-the-scenes thing where they told Dio what they wanted him to sing. He said, all right. He hooked up his own microphone. They played it, and he instantly sung it in one take. And uh, no practice, no nothing. Amazing singer. Oh, yeah, Dio, he has a lot of, like, vocal like dude like he's been doing bands since when he was part of his first band elf then he moved to rainbow then black sabbath after after uh tony fired ozzy because of his you know drug habit then he formed a solo band dio until he passed 2010 and another band i also like to listen to sometimes is typo negative 
really influential gothic metal band during the 90s, but Peter Steele's first band was actually Carnivore as a crossover thrash band he formed back in the 80s. I'm kind of envious of Ozzy Osbourne. He's taken more drugs than two pharmacies put together, but I bet he's going to outlive me. Isn't that something? Yeah, because here's the thing. Like, how he survived, he has a bit of Neanderthal DNA. That's how he kept him alive. And there's this one person I've been looking up on YouTube for a while, a very well-known local named King Cobra JFS. Like, he is a really big Aussie fan. What he's well-known for is getting drunk on stream, doing drink combos, and really disgusting, like, food like hacks he does. And he... Claims to have black magic, and he even makes one and sells them on Etsy. I'm just like, come on, bro. And he doesn't even brush his teeth, and he's trying to promote tactical soap. What's your thoughts on black magic? Some of the folks I've talked to, they they do believe in the ability to do that. What's your uh, what's your take? Black magic is something you have to be very careful. Like you have to do very thorough reading because if you're not because if you decide to do black magic or like any other magic in general and without knowing what you're doing, it will backfire. Just like what Kane said, like it's all about knowing what you're reading and have a good experience with magic. It's something you got to be very careful. Now they all, they all seem like they were against the idea of white magic. For you, what is the difference between white magic even Anton LaVey, he said, uh, I'm not one of these white magic type of people doing all the positive magic. I do black magic. What's the difference between the two? Like the white magic, like a lot of them seem it's more aligned with the right hand path, like especially in Wicca. Well, black magic is more aligned with the left hand path. But in my opinion, I just prefer black magic because it just kind of fits with my personality, though. But it's understandable because, like, it's kind of like yin-yang effect right there. Hmm. So when you say, I hope that you can bear with me, when you say left path, right path, what exactly does that mean? Like, the right-hand path is more like what you follow. It's more common, like, in Christianity, Wicca, Judaism, and Islam, well, like the left-hand path is more common with like Satanism, Luciferianism, Demonolatry, Cthulianism, Setianism, even Paganism, like the old tradition Paganism, not the neo-Paganism, like uh, Gerald Gardner have said. So as you probably heard listening in and all that, we also talked about, um, obviously, there's many different Christian denominations that have their mm -hmm. own concept of hell how do you view hell what is hell to you hell is something it could be anything how i kind of see is kind of similar to uh, lucifer lake gorfton's perspective with the city of discs so i have a more common line with lucifer lake gorfton's perspective of hell so you believe people go into like a oblivion state where they suffer from their own conscious torment or guilt mm-hmm Yes. So if a person doesn't have a lot of guilt, instead of living with torment, it can almost seem like a version of heaven for them. Yes, exactly. That's how we kind of see hell. It's kind of like our version of heaven. Well, like people who like attacked us, they'll go to the um, the dark pits of Tartarus where they will be basically tortured forever and more like in isolation, basically, you know, tortured mentally.
So the people who haven't done an attack, but they end up in that tortured state where their own consciousness is attacking them, is there some kind of guardian or demon or something that actually helps them kind of therapeutic to get them out of that? I remember in one of the chapter, like it, there's a literally like the part like you have to like dance and like dance into like so kind of like a lava field in uh, Satanic Testament. I remember, and it's basically if you did enough of it, you can actually get out of it. And like there's like a guard there. I remember it's been a while since I read the Satanic Testament, but I do remember that mentioned in there. Do you feel like if you go to this place that you'll be one of the people who will be tormented over any kind of guilt? Or do you think you'll be fine right off the bat? There's probably a lot of stuff I still try to acknowledge. Like, even though I saw something, I will try to figure out, though, because even though it might be tortured, but at least I can handle it. And once I do solve my problem, I'm willing to basically go to the city of Dis when I die. Well, so far, we've been talking for about 41 minutes, and you seem like a pretty decent, nice fellow to me. What could possibly be any reason to have you be tormented for? Yeah, there's a lot of, like, mental health problem. Like, I've done, like, a lot of decisions I've made, but I do acknowledge what I've done and understand how to just learn from the past, like, because I've gone through like a lot of shit in my life, though. I'm not going to give out any personal detail because this is public. Because I don't want to be like Chris Chan, who gives out his personal information online. Or like Cyrax. But it sounds like you've accepted responsibility for the things you've done. Why should you feel guilty if you have basically said, hey, this is who I am. This is what I was. And you made the proper changes. Why should you be tormented at all? It's more like a test. Like, it really depends because there's sometimes you might forget, you know, what you have done until they kind of give you, like, a little reminder. It's like, oh, all right. All right. I will acknowledge what I did. I will take that fall for that because sometimes you might forget what you have done, you know, like something that happened, like, years ago. And you might not know what you have done years ago. And sometimes there's, like, reputations, like something you did way back in the day and all of a sudden it will resurface what happened. And that's when you're like, yep. I'm not going to hide that anymore. I will explain what I've done. I'm not going to say I'm sorry, but I'll explain why I did it. If it's if I ask you any questions that are too personal or you don't want to answer, just say pass and I'll go to a different question. How are you treated in society when you're not on social media, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, most of the time, it depends on the location. Like, I live where, like, the Midwest. Like, a lot of, like, Midwesterners, including myself, we have kind of, like, this nice guy persona. But, yeah, there are some people will go after me because if I wear, like, the style of bath mitt or the trap bath. But most of the time, they are treating me very good. But sometimes some people will do have really poor judgment. But it's like, ah, well, that's on you. I'm not going to force you to change what I am. If you want to see me evil... Go ahead. That's not, that's your decision. It's not my call to tell you what the hell you should think and not to think. So your mood basically changes with the temperature of the room. Mm-hmm. All right. I understand that.
I'm kind of like that too. If people are nice to me, I'm nice back. They get nasty. I'm not really a, uh, one mm -hmm. thing I've always been terrible at with Christianity is the whole love your enemy and do unto others if they're bashing the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's like the, uh, the one that say nine satanic statements is take responsibility Take uh, it's Satan represents responsibility to the responsible instead of concern for the psychic vampires. So I've heard of uh, that being mentioned quite a few times, especially on Twitter. Tell mm -hmm. me about the psychic vampires. Are these real entities, or is this a metaphor for people draining you? It's more like a metaphor to like draining. Because there's a lot of people are willing to drain your energy, especially like like very narcissistic people. Like if you're in a relationship with like a very narcissist, they will like drain you. Like that will make them a psychic vampire. Or people with like a very big ego, like you know, like very far leftist woke people. Like they're the most psychic vampire, especially the modern day Church of Satan and the Satanic Temple. Like they're like one of the biggest psychic vampires in history. And they'll go after anyone that basically doesn't agree with their like political statement or their religious belief. Of course, I kind of find that pretty odd. I'm just like, you should learn to take responsibility, not go around and act like a goddamn crybaby and start screaming in the microphone because all of a sudden it's over a simple fact. It seems like these type of folks uh, deliberately go out and try to incite trouble. It's like they're just waiting for somebody to do something that they can yell about. Mm -hmm. Yep, that makes them a psychic vampire because they rely on other people's reactions so that way they can get basically fame. Just like Wolkhaus, for example, like you have Chris Chan, who's been the most documented person on the internet. There's like an entire documentary about this guy. Like his whole focus on is getting well-known for his um copyright, his uh creation, but it's just two copyright characters called Sonic Chew, just to you know, get fame. And you have Cyrax who tries to be like the next rapper, but he, one, he's a dropout. Second, he essays someone, a blind kid. And third, he's a pedophile, just like his father and a grand and his grandfather. And fourth is he always goes on Marty's stream, start threatening him, thinking he's a tough guy, but he's a coward. Yeah. A lot of people on the internet like that. I call them keyboard commandos. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's just basically psychic vampires. That's what they really are. They just like to feed on your energy just to waste your time. The way you describe it, I think that I could officially say I've probably ran into quite a few of these types. These mm -hmm. are psychic vampires. <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard like what the Church of Satan is doing to the organization I'm part of and what he's done to Lucifer Lake Gorfton. And here's the scary part. I actually did encounter a TST member. She's a Amazon driver. When I was getting my package, when I noticed the necklace, I'm like, wait a minute, that looks suspicious. And I research, it is actually an inverted cross with the Satanic Temple logo on it. You know, a, a few years back when I was doing my shows, I actually had a couple of Church of Satan people and a, from the also Satanic Network, and they acted really cool, but it was before they ended up uh, getting that new guy in. What's his name? It's the guy with the, I forget his name, but he has like an eye problem. Oh, geez. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Like you have like, uh, 
Yeah, that's Lucian Greaves. That's the founder of the uh, Satanic Temple. Yeah, I was watching some interviews of him recently. It doesn't really make sense to me why an atheist or atheist would want to hijack Satanism and then try to teach that Satanism doesn't even represent Satan. It's it's kind of odd. Why would they do that? They could just simply call themselves atheists and leave Satanism to the people who actually believe in it. Seems to be more logical, right? It should be, but it's because of their ego, because they're just trying to use Satan as a way, as a political tool for their own agenda. Like just look look at that uh the the Blatch Barton letter. It's basically exactly what's going on. In fact, I believe she predicted not only what Church of Satan has become, but I also feel like she basically predicted of the Satanic Temple, you know, basically being formed. And like they're doing exactly the same thing. And I just find it stupid. And at the time I used to like I did thought of joining them, but luckily I didn't. But luckily I am also a better member of an organization I'm part of right now. It's uh it's also odd because I've been reading a lot of Anton's uh, content lately just to get more of an understanding of where he was coming from. And I find more and more he shares a lot of views that I do, like especially when it comes to abortion. He was totally against it. He thought that it was animalistic to, mm -hmm. uh, in a negative way to do that to your own offspring. But of mm -hmm. course, he was a father, had mm -hmm. children, all that. What's your views on that? I'm... I'm very gray on it. I'm neither pro-life or pro-choice. I kind of see it as a last resort when it needs to be done. But one thing I do don't don't agree is using it as a birth control because not only you're killing the baby, but you're also running away from responsibility. Now let's say if a woman got R-worded, yeah, that has to happen because like the guy will one that was not consensual and second that guy is messed up. And third, like that's that third nope kid wants to be associated with someone like that. And with a woman has a miscarriage, yeah, that has to happen too. Cause because you don't know what the body can do, especially with like blood type, like immune system. But at the same time, we do need regulations, especially using as birth control. And stop saying that, you know, stop calling like mothers birth feeders or something like that. Or saying, you know, oh, a fetus is like a parasitical relationship, which is not. Well, to say something like that, wouldn't that also be asserting the idea that we are, as humans, parasites? Yeah, it can sometimes. It really depends on the people. Like, some people, like, you know, people who think that, you know, they revolve around them, you know, like this, you know, superior complex, they are pretty much a parasite with a superior complex. I hear you there. I hear you there. I just find it really odd. The reason why I also brought that up was I've been noticing that the Church of Satan is really, really promoting abortion, and they're trying to call it health care affirmation. It's odd because that's so totally opposite of what Anton actually taught, which you probably realize. Mm -hmm. I feel like that has influence from the the Satanic Temple with their abortion ritual i'm just like that's not a ritual that's literally the polar opposite of a ritual you idiot well then you just say call a human sacrifice then 
That's rough. So if you were to get a woman pregnant and stuff and you didn't actually try or something, something went wrong, condom broke, you're saying that you would be responsible. You'd be there. Of course I'll be there. I will be a father. I'm not just going to go and get the milk and not return. Like, that's a douchebag because a kid, no matter if you have a son or a daughter, they need a father to protect and provide. I can't just, you know, leave leave my woman there. I would definitely be there for the kid. I want to make sure my kid stays alive. You sound like you got good old-fashioned morals and a good heart. Oh, yeah. I do take some old traditional value. But at the same time, I also follow the Lex uh, Sectinus. But, yes, I do follow more of the old-school tradition ways. Because even though I'm 20, I've, I'm an old soul in a Gen Z body. So... Since you've been in the Satanism for a while, does it seem different for uh, a Satanist parent to be able to bring a kid up in a world like this? It is. Like, it is, because there is a chapter in the Satanic Testament called the Satanic Parent. And it actually says, like, don't indoctrinate your kid. And that's the thing. I'm I'm just like Cain Blackfair. Like, I'm against indoctrinating kids into, like, Christianity. But I'm also against indoctrinating kids into politics. Because if you see a lot of, like, these kids' TV shows nowadays, like Blue's Clue, they literally put a drag show in there. Like, a lot of these kids' shows, like I'm seeing right now, they're indoctrinating these woke ideologies into kids for, basically, for queer shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, It's unusual. A couple of years ago, it was uh, it was wrong to try to indoctrinate children. People thought it was bad all the way around. And, of course, they would point at religion and say, ah, you know, no kind of religion should be taught to a child. But for some reason, it's okay to teach your child how to gratify an adult in school now. That's really odd, isn't it? It is. Like, this is the problem with the double standard. So you're saying that, you know... Oh, you're indoctrinating kid into Christianity. You're a bad parent. Well, at the same time, you're saying, you know, oh, oh, I'm make, oh, I'm, oh, my kid is trans and shit or uh, non-binary. I'm like, you're contradict, you're basically contradicting on what not to do. If you don't want your kid to be indoctrinated, don't indoctrinate kids into anything, no matter if it's religion or politics. Keep that out of the child's mind. Let them grow and let them mature. For them to make the decision what they want. When my uh, when my children were born, although I believed in the concept of God, I did not want to. Um, I didn't want to have all kinds of thoughts and ideas thrown into their head. I always had this philosophy: um, teach a child how to think for themselves, not how to think. And that's always been my view. But I do think it's important for us to at least teach our children about things that we really believe are mm-hmm. um, issues that could hurt them in society. Yeah. Like, in fact, like kids should, like we should teach kids is like everyone has different perspective, but you are your own human. What you should learn is question like not just people, but society as a whole, if the society is willing to basically be conformist herd, I don't want my kid to be, you know, I want my kid to be a wolf and make his or her's decision on how they want to perceive in life without outside forces trying to basically convert my son or daughter into 
like religion or politics is I want them to decide. Don't you feel like the church of Satan is muddying up the water for children though? If children go to their website and I looked at it, they even have pages that are dedicated to young people that uh, state that the devil is not real and it's just uh, yada, 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 basically a fiction and all this. Now, if these kids grow up and they end up meeting someone like you or Mr. Gordon, it's going to be very confusing for them. A lot of stuff, a lot of dirt you have to go through in order to get through to them where, what you believe. It is a lot because, like, literally what they're doing is they're teaching kids about atheism, but then when they meet, like, me or Cain Blackfire or Lucifer, like, Gordon or, like, the other Grotto Masters, like, it's going to be hard to try to get to their head. But I said, that's the thing they're not teaching you is because what they're doing is they're rewriting what Anton LaVey has started. And that's the thing that really pisses me off is how the Church of Satan is destroyed by not just Peter H. Gilmore, but the other atheists in that in the Church of Satan, you know, basically destroy what Anton LaVey. That's why Carla left and formed the first satanic church is because of that. So does it uh, does it ever feel ironic to you that it seems as though Christianity is more in line with your view than it is actual atheist? Because at least Christians will accept that, yeah, there is a devil. <laughs> yeah, there is something out there. We do even believe yeah. in a concept of hell. So it seems as though it'd be easier to talk to somebody like that than it would be someone who's throwing it out the window and calling it a fairy tale. Yeah, it makes more sense. Like anyone that follows like a theistic path, like monotheism or even polytheism, they're more easier to talk to than compared to an atheist. And now, like I, my, I do have some family members who are atheists, but they're not like that. Like they're actually more respectable for my beliefs. But at the same time, it's your there's like more people because I used to go on TikTok and there's plenty of these atheistic Satanists going around promoting the agenda. I'm like, you guys never even read a book in your life. I've been around on uh, social media for about 20 years, off and on, and I've noticed that. In the beginning, atheists were a lot more respectful. They were a lot more decent. I noticed that their personality started changing for attention once money was offered and rewards through monetization. Suddenly, they started getting wild and aggressive. What is your theory on that? Do you think it was that or could have been other things? It's possibly it's because of greed. Is because they just want to show them that they're always right. They try and sound like like every single like commentators on YouTube and stuff like that. And they just, they, they just want the money. So they had to go like, Oh yep. I got to be a complete total dick right now. So I got to start talking shit on other people's, you know, belief because I am the, the smart at all. It's just like, it's like there's another individual that I also looked up on is Shani for Christ. And she is, Oh boy. You want to talk about extreme, like the most hypocrisy you gotta watch summer videos it's messed up oh i've actually had her on the show before she's uh what you refer to as bipolar manic depressive you know what that is yes yes it's a person who can one day act like a sweet wonderful angel that you just love hanging out with and the next day she's well i don't want to say the devil because obviously yeah. you know that's your thing <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah she can be 
quite nasty whenever she's having a bad day for sure. Mm-hmm. Like she, like that's the problem. It's like she's like not only she's very like mentally ill, but she's also have really big narcissistic traits. And all she ever cares about is money, you know, and she abused, you know, Revelation Rev, obviously. Of course, I don't know why people call him Rev, even though he's not a reverend of a church. And another thing is the way she treats her son. It, I am, I was disgusted just how she would treat her son. And and I know, like, one of the satanic, um, the, the 11 satanic statements, do not harm children. Yeah, there were times in the past before we totally cut off where... You know, she'd uh, say, hey, I need some help with the my kids and all this. And she was with a different man at the time, but obviously, according to her, he wasn't coming through for her. I sent money for diapers and, and milk and all that kind of stuff, anything I could do to help. But every it seemed like every single month, she would have this bad moment, make a one-hour video about what a terrible piece of trash I am. And then she'd come back to me the next week, apologize, and say, can I get some more help? So I can't imagine what it would be like for Revelation News actually living there and putting up with that 24-7. I would have probably hung myself in the coat closet at that point. Yeah, like there's this video where like he had to make a public, you know, apologies because he was talking to a hooker on Facebook and she he she forced him to shave his head and for, tell him to make a confession. And once he's reading, you know, the comment, she just fucking flipped out. And I'm just like, how in the fuck can you ever be around with a woman who is basically this narcissistic and a piece of shit at the same time while... And I'm glad the uh, child protective service and the stupid, the creepiest thing. She she was born in the same state as I am right now. I I don't know how long you've watched or paid attention to Revelation News. I knew him before he met Shani, and he uh, used to be a, a quite uh, articulate young man. Good conversations I had with him. Unfortunately, his mother passed, and when that happened, yep. it broke him, and he got deeply into alcohol and i think unfortunately he's probably got um that that chemical imbalance now from drinking too much mm-hmm. and unfortunately he ran into what you referred to as a psychic vampire mm-hmm. yeah i actually did i i knew like how his mother died and he did have a seven seven hundred fifty thousand dollar heritage and guess what that went down the toilet with all the the shit they bought. If I was given that inherent inheritance, I would definitely would not only go put in the stock market, but I would put in the savings, um, at the child the certificate deposit, etc., food, bills, etc. Not on PS5 and other bullshit I don't need. Yeah, it's pretty sad because his mother not only left him money, but she left him a completely paid off home. He could have just stayed in that place, a beautiful home, already paid off and just put that money away, like you said, and he'd be doing great. He'd be doing fantastic. She literally took him at a vulnerable point in his life and just left him for dead, basically. Sad. It is sad. It's just, I just find this so pathetic. And I know how much Shani like went through so many husbands and I'm just like, like, how many times are you keep doing this to yourself, and all you're doing is you're just going down the fucking toilet? And there's so many videos, including Kiwi Tapes and Smokey MCC made so many videos on her, like a lot of videos on her.
and and I used to be part of Kiwi Tapes and Smokey MCC's um channel members for like a year. It's difficult to know how to deal with it from my theistic point of view because I've always been taught to try to have compassion and sympathy for those who are, you know, who have mental issues or have these kind of things. I really do believe one day she'll end, uh, end up in one of those residential homes where, you know, they're going to require nurses, therapy and medication and all that. But I don't know if it's, uh, even though she's annoyed me, I don't know if I'd want to spend like countless time giving her all kinds of hell even though i can understand why people believe she deserves it does that make sense oh yeah i totally get you like that's the thing i'm like another rule is like is like in my perspective is don't go around people who are basically allowing their mental health control because like i'm mentally ill i i suffer from depression, anxiety, um, major depressive disorder. I take medication for it. I actually did went to the hospital actually one time for making, you know, let's just say one of those threats that Shani did actually did done on the internet that you say. So I'm, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty or anything or make you feel bad, but let's say that you had a really bad depressive episode and you made a video where you made a damn fool of yourself for about 15 minutes, but then you fixed it. You got on the right medication a week later and things changed, but the internet won't let you forget. Do you think that would be fair or right to do? It's a learning tool. Like, like the shit, like you say, cause there's a lot of like clips are unforgivable. Like so many videos on Chris Chan, like there's so many moments that are very unforgivable. And just like last year, what he did to his mom, and Cyrax, oh boy, he said so many slurs out loud. And everyone always have archives. And same thing with the white Bowser, even Shani has those moments too. It's like those stuff are always will be archived. With me, I'm like, yeah, I made a fool out of myself, but I'm not like any I'm not the low cows because I'm not gonna try to defend myself, especially like Tony the Black Dragon who thinks, you know, he has the Black Dragon by speaking Aramaic when he goes to his Black Dragon form and try just try you know, say, hey, I took the picture of, like, 13-year-olds at the mall. I'm like, dude, that's not going to go away, dude. You took those pictures of minors there. And don't forget, you had a file of CP that, that your uh, deranged friend gave to you. If you don't mind me asking, you said that you have some depression and anxiety. What What gets you anxious? A lot of things. Like I also do have Asperger syndrome. That's like another key factor too. But it's mostly like the stuff that happened to me last year. Like, you know, this like, you know, let's just say, you know, like how kind of Shandy treated her boys, basically. And it was a little mental take. And oh boy, sometimes I have a hard time, you know, expressing my emotions and talking about it. You seem like you've done quite well expressing yourself with me, and you're very articulate. It's because, like, some people, like, I do have, like, trust issues, but since I start watching your video, I can definitely tell just how, like, you're able to listen and actually seem like a really good father figure along with LaGorfton. Like, I also kind of see LaGorfton kind of like a father figure as well, because since he is a dad himself. That's understandable. So what do you do in order to bring yourself out of the, how shall I say, the uh, the pits? When you're feeling rough and you're getting anxious, 
what do you use for yourself mentally to bring yourself out of it? Most of the time, I just try to go through like a roller coaster, but I also like to sometimes read books, listen to music, and sometimes even play games will help, you know, get me through. Well, as you can see on the screen, I put my phone number and my email out there. If I'm not doing a show and you're not in it at that time, you can always call if you need somebody to talk to, all right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No problem, man. Yeah, I always, uh, one of the reasons why I asked the question about what, how do you deal with it? Because I also have depression. And if people have good ideas or ways to be able to get out of it and not be dragged, mm -hmm. uh, you know, along the bottom of the water for too long, it's always mm -hmm. great to hear good advice. Yeah, like depression is like the biggest bitch. Like I'm saying it in a factual, like it's the biggest bitch to fight. It's like, the most pain in the ass. Like, it hurts mentally. Even, like, when I take my medication sometimes. Like, luckily my medication doesn't take me so far down like I was, like, last year. Last year. But, oh, hell, boy. It just, yeah, it can fuck you over pretty bad if you're really fighting it. But yeah, what I like to do sometimes, I like to listen to, like, uh, depressive suicidal black metal. Like, sometimes with, like, sad music, it just helps me kind of, like, release my emotions better. So that way I don't hide it further. And sometimes when I read books, it just kind of helps me concentrate. And sometimes I like to play solitaire too. And sometimes I like to play like Battlefield 5 or even like play GTA San Andreas or even Halo to keep me focused. I'll tell you some kind of games that help me. I play a lot of Bethesda RPG games, Oblivion, oh. Morrowind, that kind of stuff. That gets me through a lot of things. It really distracts me from... Uh, the assholishness of life sometimes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, life is a bitch. Life is one. Like, that's how life is. Like, you can't control how, you know, f you know nature flows. So, remember, as I said earlier, if I ever ask any questions that you're just not prepared to go for, or you're just not mm -hmm. interested to say pass, mm -hmm. what... Uh, have you ever, like, formally tried Christianity or the concept of God, or has it always been mostly atheism or Satanism? I did kind of have that when I was, like, a very little kid, but at the time, like, I just really just start, like, it's it's kind of a really rough start. It's like, I did kind of have that, but then it's just all of a sudden, like, I just, like, I just kind of stray away, but then I start thinking of Satanism when I was like about 15 or 16 at the time, but it's not until during COVID when I really started getting into Satanism. Right. Was there some things that turned you off? It's one of my friend, like, he's like a very heavy, like, fundamentalist Christian, started like enforcing the Bible on me. That's when I started kind of realized just you know, the hypocrisy, because at the time I was, like, very young. Like, I'm still young, but at the time I was, like, very young and not ex experienced enough. And so he was pushy, and you felt like he cared more about preaching at you than just being your friend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I kind of viewed, yes. Yeah, I've actually tried to instruct and advise other Christians that maybe they want to, if they're going to say that they care about people, maybe they should try 
being their friends and actually being involved in their life as opposed to throwing a bunch of shit at them and then disappearing out of their life probably doesn't make anybody feel like they're loved very much does it oh no it doesn't like like that's like one of the satanic rules i also know is don't give out advice unless you unless they are willing to listen to it right well, I'm always willing to hear some good advice. Anything that can oh, help I, me oh, improve yeah. my existence. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. I'm not going to say that to you. I'm just talking about, like, the statement of the facts that, you know, thanks to the Gordon's books I've been reading, and I still can't wait to read his newer books. Yeah, he's uh, he's. I looked at uh, the book that he held up, and my goodness, he does write a lot. I also write books myself, obviously not in the same genre, oh, but uh, my goodness, he is a an avid writer for sure. That's a thick book he's got there. Oh yeah, I have uh, two versions of it. I have the third edition and the fourth edition of the Satanic uh, Testament. I also have both the Black and the Red Grimoire and the Top Secret Manual as well. A manual. If you wouldn't mind, can you describe some of its uh, some of its stuff, its material? I would just say on the outside, it's a uh, satanic priest-taught secret manual. It was actually a Church of Satan's uh, manual, but it's like re it's reforwarded by Lucifer Le Gorvdin for the STS. Is it, uh, would you say it's uh, different than a lot of the stuff you've uh, read in that literature department? It is different. Like, it just, it's more like an instruction on, like, what you do once you do decide to become, like, when you do become, like, the one, the, like, part of the clergy of the priest, or if you're the official cult of Cthulhu, the Viridian Order of the Trevisodian, it just teaches you how to basically run a coven or a grotto. If you don't mind, I'd like to show you a clip or two and get your opinion on things, all right? All right, no problem, man. Are you uh, from the area of uh, Texas like he is? No, I'm in, Min I'm in Minnesota. Well, you probably have heard about all these issues between Texas and the Yes, yep, I've been hearing about the border control between how the, the government has tried to tell Texas to basically, you know, get rid of the the border and Texas like, fuck you. I ain't going to do shit. No, we're going to keep putting up the border. What if I told you that Texas, as well as the Democrats in the United States might not be telling us the whole story that this might actually just be a distraction from something else. It's possible. Yeah. I'd probably like to have some more full detail. That's why I was going to show you the clip and then get your opinion on it. I think you'll have something fascinating to say about this. Here you go. What's going on, guys? I know y'all come to my page because of the comedy and I just play around on here. And I don't get political very often. Sometimes I have some things to say about things. I live in Texas. I was just in Eagle Pass. And uh, I've got some videos I need to show you guys. Because you're watching the news, whether it's CNN or Fox. You're letting these news media idiots get you riled up against each other. Let me show you some videos that might just calm your ass down and make you turn off the TV. Watch this. All right, so this is the the wall 
you know, the fence that we put up. And they put up a secondary fence because they opened the gates. There's some armed guards with some pretty serious weaponry. You know, pretty intimidating, right? Here's your razor wire uh, in between the two bridges that are in the entrances into Mexico and also the entrance to Eagle Pass. There's some Hummers, some more guys, right? We're protecting, you know, we're, we're keeping them out. This is 0.5 miles from that area. 0.5 miles from where they set up their cameras. 0.5 miles from where they have all the people there. And it's right down the road. I left this long to show you just how short of a drive it is for us to get to a point where all that we just saw does not matter and they're just getting you riled up against each other because it's election time. And right about here is where you're gonna see it. What's that? Where are the armed guards? Where are the AR-15s? Where, where are, where's the razor wire? Where's the gates? That's half a mile from where the media is blowing up that Texas versus the feds, that we're having this big battle. So that was one gate. That was the very first gate that I saw. We drove down a little bit more. There's one, it had a chain on it. So you keep driving down the road. You got Trump's wall doing its job. This one has never even had a gate. So to me, doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat, liberal, libertarian, it doesn't matter what you are and you're posting about this Texas versus the feds and we're, we could have a civil war. I'm telling you right now, if a civil war breaks out, it's not because there's something good to fight over. It's because it's election time. It is because the news media is corrupt and you need to turn the TV off. I don't care. I don't care what news media you watch. Just go down there and look yourself. Go look. The, the things that they are saying that the feds and Texas are fighting about is a stretch that is not even a mile. How long is the border? They can just walk right over and those gates keep. I've seen several videos where there's yes. many openings and the wall ends. It's easy for people to get in here no matter what. There's, They only make it look like it's all tough and hardcore in that one little area just for the news sake. But the news isn't reporting that it's wide open everywhere else. What's your thoughts? That's like the best way for propaganda. It's like literally just like how the CCP is doing the same thing with other shit going on in China. Like they're literally doing the same tactic. Like it's just the whole news media that's just right now it's more about spreading propaganda for it doesn't matter if you're like left or right wing, but the lot of people needs to understand is we can't live in a country with propaganda. We need to start living with the truth. And the border that can't that should not be acceptable because we the border needs to be better than that. But nope, it's thanks to, you know, the government. Doesn't matter both sides. Like, I feel like it's a complete joke by basically making a publicity stunt to put barbars like, oh, we're going to war, motherfuckers. We're going to shoot some fucking Yankees down. I'm like, so by basically what? What does that give you? It doesn't give you nothing. 
I think that uh, I was looking at, uh, I don't know if you ever pay attention to Elon Musk on Twitter. Do you use Twitter? I don't really use Twitter that much. Well, Elon Musk is pretty good about allowing free speech and what people want to say, but he showed us some stats recently that a lot of these news stations like CNN and everything else, they're dying. They can't use the same propaganda that they used to because now everybody on the planet's got their own phone and camcorder along with them so they can easily verify if the news is lying now. So now that the news mainstream media doesn't have that power, they just simply go to Twitter to find out what is reality from their local tech center or somebody who actually lives in the area. Yeah, it's like... It's like, come on, people, like, start learning to think, not following what the media say. That's why I don't really take the news seriously. It's because it's like, nah, great, here we go. Of course, I always like to exaggerate on everything because it's like, come on, guys, get better with your shit. So what's your theory on why it is they suddenly, all of a sudden, started caring about migrants and trying to get them all over here into our country? What do you think they're doing that for? What's your theory? I feel like the theory goes it's more about ex- exploitation of people coming here illegally. Like, I'm not trying to sound like, you know, oh, we don't need foreigners. I'm like, like, there's a difference between thinking logically and just thinking, you know, like what every other white supremacist. Like, like, we should allow people to come to our country legally with a passport and the green card. And you can't just you know, walk up at the country and having migrant workers. Like, like the truth is, it's like, come on. So you're giving more money to them, like the language they could barely speak, but you have like a very influential English speakers. It's like basically what China is doing with the white, with the white people, with the white monkey. They speak very little Chinese. They use like white people for their propaganda instead of actual Chinese person. But you have someone who has a literature, like knows how to do Chinese like a white person knows Mandarin, they don't use them because they are, can be very critical. But with like a very corrupted white monkey, they will basically would use them for propaganda. That's how I kind of see the similarity between with the migrant workers and the white monkey job in China. I don't think that Democrats actually care about the migrants. And I think that there's a major reason why they're doing this. I'm going to show you a clip and I want to know if you agree or disagree with what you're about to hear. This is a lot shorter. Are you ready? Sure thing. The numbers you need to understand. Yale University released a study last week by three researchers, all of them liberal, I believe, who concluded that the actual number of illegal aliens in this country is not 11 million. It's north of 22 million. 22 million. Mm. Fact one. Fact two. The Democratic Party is now, as a matter of policy, calling for the legalization of all illegals in this country. Citizenship voting rights. 22 million new voters. Fact Mm -hmm. three. The overwhelming majority of first-time immigrant voters vote Democrat. Fact four. The largest margin in American presidential history was 17 million votes, 1980 election, rather 1984 election between Mondale and and, and Reagan. And Reagan, yeah. 17 million. You would add to our voter rolls 22 million, at least permanent electoral majority in perpetuity. That's what this is about. It's not about making the country better, serving our labor needs, helping the population. It's about putting Democrats in power forever. That is the truth of our immigration debate, period. All right. What's your views on that? That's exactly how I kind of thought of it for a while. It's like I feel like they're using migrant worker 
so that that way they could secure control of the country, but not actually caring about not only them, but also us at the same time. Because the fact is, like, our tax money, our hardworking tax money is going to them. And it's like, so you're just basically, you're using our tax money for nothing, basically. Like, why should I pay my taxes if you're not actually helping the economy? Like, this is the hypocrisy that a lot of people need to wake up. So I actually had that kind of feeling for a while. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. And, you know, I I actually agree with you, what you said earlier. I'm all about people getting into the country legally and going through the process and all that. The problem that a lot of folks don't think about here is this means the Democrats don't actually care about the migrants either. They're using them for votes. Once they get their votes, they don't care what happens with them. They're going to end up out on the street with our veterans. They're going to end up homeless and without food, nothing. And that'll be it. Yeah, like that's the sad part. It's like not only our veterans are being treated like shit, it's also because now, like the Democrats, they don't care about our economy. Like they probably want fucking Russia or China to invade because, or even cause a civil war just to, for their own, you know, amusement. Like they're just basically, they're just publicity stunts. I agree with you. Oh, it's rough. And I'm not sure if anything is going to get turned around any time soon. I wouldn't really say that I'm for the left or for the right. The only reason, and a lot of people get this all twisted, but one of the reasons I go for Trump is he's literally the only person that genuinely seems to care about doing something about it. If there were other people, I would probably consider them and be interested in what they have to say. But so far, I'm just hearing a bunch of cowards who just are greedy, wanting to take our money on both sides. Left, right, same mm -hmm. bird, same bullshit. Exactly. It's like, like I have issues, like, even though, like, I prefer to, I'd rather have Trump in the country than over Biden, because at least Trump knows how to run shit. And I'd rather have Trump over Ron DeSantis, because, come on, Ron DeSantis, like, come on, really? At least Trump is actually way better than Ron, than DeSantis. And Second, then you have Bernie Sanders. Like, dude, you're too old. And plus, get your socialism out of here, dude. We don't need your socialist bullshit. Exactly. Goodness gracious, more and more I hang out with the Satanists, the more and more I find that we're in total agreement on a lot of things. The Christians are going to have to burn me at the stake later for that. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right. I guess the thing is, like, we Satanists, like, that's another, like, Satanic sins a lot of, like, the mod, like, the people in the Church of Satan and the TST is lack of perspective. And, and I understand many perspective, and it's better to have a lot of perspective than going around acting like a one-minded idiot, even though sometimes I kind of do that as a kind of defense mechanism where they're kind of corner me just to kind of basically fuck with them. Uh, Kyle, I don't know if you're able to see the comments, are you? No, I can't see shit. Yeah, it's probably best you don't. Some of the people out there are being encouraging, supportive, but we've got our you know, our goofballs out there as well. But I let them do their thing because I know that's pretty much all they have in their life to do. So, yeah, I don't want to... Yeah, they're not even it. that good of a trolls. Unlike the low-cal trolls, they're really good at, like, Music Biz, music biz Marty, um, Liquid Chris, um, Liquid Chris, and um, Clyde Cash, um, Alec Benson Leary invented the Astro Chew just to fuck with Sonic Chew. 
I bet this person was going around going, oh, no, you're a Nazi. You're a fascist. Oh, you want to be that way? Well, of course, I could just do the salute and and basically show you up. But no, I'm not going to do it because I know you're going to use it to blackmail me. So I'm not going to do it. Exactly. Yeah, my only rule with trolls is if they do come in and they want to talk to me, they have to at least give me some mental stimulation and entertain me. I don't care if somebody's mean as hell, just as long as they're funny about it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Let's see what we got. All right, just to get off of politics for a little bit, I'd like to hear some of your more philosophical views about things. I'm going to post like an image across the screen and then try to get your opinion on it. If you wouldn't mind, it's just a little tiny bit of reading. Would you read this and tell me what you get from it? Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, damn. This is basically... um kind of similar with the modern era is basically i kind of see that with um the anton lafay's uh chapter and the uh if if you want god dead or alive it literally reminds me of when anton lafay criticized the christian atheist this is exactly what kind of reminds me of that basically with a blatch barnes letter basically that kind of reminds me of that a little bit so why do you think that uh, this man had this view like this? And strangely enough, even though he obviously took a very negative path in his life, why do you think someone would think that if there is no God or there is no devil, that what's the point of even changing your morality for the good? To him, morals are nothing more than an illusion. Like every morality is different in every single culture. Like not every single religion and, you know, country have different morals. Like, like Islam has a very different moral. Christianity has different moral. Like it literally depends. It's about learning how to come up with your own version that makes it even better compared to like the ones are trying to tell you which one's the true one. It's about learning to follow what you want in your life. Now what others are trying to put into your head. All right, I got another image I'm going to put up. On Twitter, I find myself in a lot of discussions with atheists, and they like to say things like, uh, there's been so many people killed in the name of religion, and one of the people they like to bring up is Hitler. They say that he was a Christian. So I was looking through Hitler's diary. I tend to like to read, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I found this. Um, would you like me to read it out loud? I got it. I'm reading it. You let <laughs> me. You let me know if you think that sounds like a Christian to you. Oh no! Oh come on now! That's like literally the most like pointless talk. I'm like, dude, everyone has died over something. Like they keep forgetting about the Crusades for fuck's sake over Jerusalem. Like, come on now, really? Like, Hitler is a national socialist. He's a far leftist, like, far leftist dictator. In national socialism, religion is not even acceptable in, you know, any form of socialism, including national socialism, along with Marxist socialism as well, because he believes in the Iranian race. He has, like, this weird belief, and he also claimed to, like, be a cultist, but but obviously he's not really that big of a cultist. Like he was like interested in it, but he didn't really practice it. 
Just for a quick uh, plug out there, ladies and gentlemen, this is a friend of mine who recently bought one of the t-shirts. Apparently, she likes the manatee one. <laughs> yeah, there we go. My dad went right. to Florida, and he saw some manatee, uh, well, uh, manatees reserve. I hear you there. All right, so what do you think? Whenever it comes to the concept of morality, do you believe that there's such a thing as objective morals? That is really like dependable. Like in my opinion, like there's no absolute moral. Cause like I said, it really depends on people. Like every person will have a different point of view. It's like, come on now. It's like, really? And I, yeah, yeah. Sorry. The comment right here. And yeah, like he was kind of an atheist, but he did have like this really weird belief of the Iranian race, thinking, you know, the Germans are like the superior race. So he kind of formed like his own re religion technically. But yeah, he is more of an atheist because that's kind of common in a uh, socialist, especially like Nazis, um, communist, the um, collectivist, the, the syndicalism, including Mussolini fascism as well. Yeah, he was he was a socialist communist who uh, endorsed evolution. He believed that uh, we were the superior ape. The white man was the superior ape over the other tribalistic creatures. And uh, that is one of the reasons he taught over that. I don't know how anybody in their right mind could have thought that he was a Christian. If he killed six million Jews, or at least contributed to it, why would he worship a Jewish messiah, Right. Yeah, like that contradicts on the Abrahamic faith. Because if he was really following Christianity, he'd be following the Abrahamic God. So if you're saying he's a Christian, so that means he's killing the same people that war killing the people that worship the same God. I'm like, what? And and like that's not how religion actually works. If you really look at it, because like, I'm not saying all atheists are like that, but I say like most atheists don't really understand the connection and not willing to do research on the the connections right and you've uh, you've heard a lot of claims from atheists where they state that um, most wars have been done in the name of religion right you've probably heard that claim over and over mm -hmm. yeah, I've kind of went through a graph on this and as you can see I do have a Christian in there but look at where most of the wars came from. And how oh many? yes, I would say the most wars. I say not like yes, some part is religion, but I say the majority of them is political power, especially like Mao Zedong and Joseph Stalin. He they're willing to kill their own people just to basically compete other countries to be the super nation. Like Mao with the Great Leap Forward, he even said he didn't care how much people he'll kill kill his own people he's willing to kill his own people just to basically compete against the soviet union and stalin basically did the same thing with the five-year plan right they weren't against killing other atheists who disagreed with them or even scientists nope nope and Mao Zedong, he also had the cultural revolution that basically what it did is basically destroy not only their cultural background, like all the, the historical stuff and their um, traditional stuff, but also like older people who are like smarter and like more like artists, intellectualists, doctors, teachers, 
and then replaced by younger people. Cause I've seen like the movie called the to live and another movie is the last emperor. And they did talk about the, um, the cultural revolution. There's a, another thing I've noticed too. Have you ever, I mean, obviously you're aware of trolls out there, but have you ever heard of something called a meme generator before? <laughs> meme generators. Oh yeah. There's always good people be generating like a lot of fucking, like there's some memes are funny, but there's some are just like, really dude, come on now. You're just trying to be funny. You're not that funny. Well, there's uh, some atheists have used meme propaganda where they will post false quotes that someone never even said. And one of the things that they did for the last 15 years was they claimed that Albert Einstein, one of the most intelligent men in the world, was an atheist. But if you'll notice when looking at these memes, they don't have any sources, where to find this, what book it was in, anything. But me, I've always been about giving the sources. What do you get from that? Oh, yeah, I'd say, like, majority of scientists were, you know, religiously. But a lot of, athe not saying all atheists, but i say most atheists don't realize is a lot of scientists, they separate from science and religion to focus on, you know, stuff like that. They just are not willing to actually understand that they you can separate those two. Are you aware that almost every single scientist that came up with a lot of the stuff having to do with the cosmos and the universe, including the Big Bang Theory, were all done by people who believed in a supernatural or higher power prime mover? Oh, yeah. I would definitely say that, yeah, because it would make more sense. Like, logically, yes, because how else, like, like how would they actually even come up with that, really, And if you really get what I'm saying? Oh, I, I totally get you. I, and the way I think about it like this, this may come off weird, but if you don't believe there's anything out the in the universe to be found, then why would you go looking in the first place? It's like if I tell you that everything's empty and there's nothing to find, then why would you bother going in the other room to look? Why even waste your time? Which is the view, the worldview of the atheist. But if you're a religious person who believes that there's a god or a devil or some kind of entity that has created a mysterious universe, then you know there's mm -hmm. many treasures to be found, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that's a lot of people, like, always keep contradicting a lot of stuff, especially, like, a lot of, like, atheists going around. And the funniest thing I would say, though, is, like, they always try to... It's like telling a dog there's a treat in an empty room, but there's nothing in the empty room. That's basically exactly what they're doing. They're just, like, saying... Like, oh, there's a tree in the empty room. That's right. That's right. It sounds like you put a lot of thought and uh, many of your ideas and what you've seen in the world and all that. It's very refreshing to have a good conversation with someone as intelligent as yourself. Unfortunately, sometimes I, got, I get people who are only on like the first level of thinking, but you're up there with me. I dig it. Oh, yeah. Like, I've been reading a lot of, like, books. I just got done reading um Gerald Gardner's uh, Book of Shadow, The Father of Wicca and Neo-Paganism, and I understand his perspective. I also read Michael A. Aquino's uh, both the Satanic Bible 50th Anniversary Revision and The Temple Set Volume 1, and I also read Michael W. Ford's book, The Apotheus, The Ultimate Beginner's Guide of Luciferianism and the Left-Hand Path, and I also read Vendra Satana's... Um, Cthulhu Call and the Libre AO, and I also read 
like Reverie Kane's um, Infernal Gospel and the Satanic Philosopher, along with Anton LaVey's Satanic Ritual and the Satanic Bible, and Lucifer Lake Gorvden's book as well. So I've been reading a lot of books. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. You mm -hmm. should keep on rocking them that way. Very good. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm just trying to, you know, expand myself, reach my own, my, reach my ultimate thule. And try to, you know, do the best I can, you know, to be what I meant to be. Not just trying to follow what they're following, but just following what I follow, but also trying to give a good explanation on what is going on. Because I'll say, like I said, I'll tell people, like, you may have different opinions, but there's always going to be a common ground for every people. It doesn't matter if it's you. It's, it doesn't matter. We might, we always have a common ground on something. If you don't mind me asking, what is the Thule? I think that's how you pronounced it. What yeah. is that? It's basically like what Legorvdin say. It's about the point you're reaching, like the ultimate Thule. It's about reaching your highest point as you can. And it's like the land of the north. You're going north. Hello, Skeptical Strom. I hope your day has been well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been a... Fortunately, it's been kind of uh, really difficult for me to do this show today because I'm extremely stuffed up and I've been sick. My throat's sore and I'm stuffed on the left side of my head. I can't hear out my left ear. So oh, hopefully by Friday, I'll be more entertaining. As you probably noticed, I'm a lot more monotone than usual. So it's oh, yeah, you usually well. are monotone. And trust me, I get, especially if you live in the state I live, oh, yeah. Always going to be cold air, and trust me, I got frequent nosebleed. It sucks. Well, believe it or not, hanging out with you and talking to you has actually gotten me feeling better. I'm literally feeling like I'm kind of breaking a sweat, and that's actually good. And um, having some good discussion always gets the brain chemicals working good, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm always willing to jump on your show. I'm willing to make up an audience. Like, I don't do a lot of social media, but... I'm honestly finally found someone I could actually have a common point instead of trying to have an endless debate on someone who hasn't even had a fucking clue what they're talking about. Oh, Mr. Skeptical Strom is Darwin to Jesus. How you doing there, guy? He's a person that I chat with often on our Twitter. He's cool. He's cool. Oh, that's cool. Right. Well, if anybody wants to come in here and chat and all that and have a great discussion with me and uh, my new friend, Black Metal, at first, because my, believe it or not, when I first seen the name, I was like, is that Metal Baller or Metaller? Or yeah, it's, yeah it says Black Metaller, yeah. And that was the one that Lucifer Lee Corbin accidentally blocked me instead of the other troll who was giving out the reaction because I was like the one just kind of basically just like going, now we're reacting. It's like, oh boy, here we go. I got to be the teacher now. So what is, um, I should probably know this since I'm a metalhead, but what is Metaller? Well, Black Metaller, it's a uh, another branch of the Metalheads. Like, you have the Thrashers, you have the Blacker, and you have the Deathers and the Doomer. Like, these are this is my battle vest I have. It has, like, some Bastille Black Metal band, like, Berade, Revenge, Conqueror, and, like, Norman. Like, stand up so I can see your shirt. I can see the cool stuff at the top. 
Oh, wow. That's an awesome looking shirt. Look at that. Yeah. My, yeah, Dark Throne shirt. This is a Transylvania Hunger. I actually have that on CD. This is my battle vest I have. Battle vest. There you go, man. Ready for rocking. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, that's actually my second battle vest. I do have a first one I made last year. I have a denim vest I'm going to do for the uh, Iron Maiden concert that's coming um, in October. I'm actually kind of pumped up for that. You're going to get to see Iron Maiden? Is it with Bruce Dickinson? Oh, hell yeah. Like, that's the band I love to see. I even have the Iron Maiden uh, Number of the Beast uh, back patch. I'm going to put it on my denim vest. Oh, it looks like Darwin for Jesus is here. I'm going to make sure before I put him up on the big screen, because sometimes people fake me out and put their balls on the screen for me. Hold on. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah, I was on Tony Black Dragon stream, and someone actually did a uh, porn bomb his stream one time. It was fucking... Oh, I get that all the time. I get people who come up and they do that. Hey, can you do me a favor and say who you are real quick so I can know for sure? Hey, Brett. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Let me go ahead and put you up there on we the go. screen. There we go. Uh, guys, can you give me a moment? I'm so glad that you're in here, Daniel, because I got to use the ladies' room. I'll be right back. <laughs> can you two gentlemen talk for a little bit? All right. Sure. What's up, man? Oh, nothing much. Me and him, we're having a good discussion, you know, talk about some stuff and i remember like seeing that fucking uh woke liberal screaming on the mic i was like oh no not that video because i've seen that many times and then when i saw that furry oh boy i literally my brain cells just died i was like oh stop with that i can't take it no more what were you uh talking about we, we were talking about, about multi like huh did you meant say something about the thule society yeah, there's a uh, satanic organization called the Satanic Thulia Society. He does, like, uh, Brett does uh, talk, talk with uh, the founder, Lucifer Lake Gorfton, and we were talking about, like, Satanism and how, like, the atheistic Satanists from, like, the Church of Satan and the TSC, how they attack other people. We're also talking about, like, politics, mental health, even, like, locales like Chris Chan, um, Chris Chan, Cyrex, the White Bowser, King Cobra JFS, Shandy for Christ, etc. So, what are your thoughts on all that? Are are you a Christian? I'm actually a Satanist. Okay, so like a legit, real Satanist, and you're yes, I, a bunch of yeah, I'm the one that follows um Levay's uh, true philosophy from the Satanic Bible, and I do have an altar myself, but right now I'm out in the living room, so I'm not even at my room right now, and plus I don't feel like getting up having to get up and go to my room so you believe that the supernatural is a real thing is that correct yes exactly yes that's what most satanists do but you have like the church of satan going around start denouncing you know anton lavey because he did actually believe in a supernatural force including god but then you have peter h gilmore basically trying to rewrite what anton lavey had done you can actually watch, you know, the video that Brett did on his channel along with the STS channel as well, because they did a live, like a three uh, live, uh, two live stream together that he did with him. And I was actually, I did watch one of the live stream full and it was like a three hour live stream and they talked some really good shit. Hey, Brett, it's your show, but do you mind if I ask some questions and stuff? Sure, sure. I think you guys will have a lovely conversation. I dig okay. you both. I just didn't want to come in here and kind of take over. So, 
No, actually, I could really use the help. This All guy right. has been really helpful for me right. and making me feel better. But I've been sick. I can't hear through my left ear and my throat's killing me. So okay. if you guys want to take over the show, make it happen, please. All right. Sure. Uh, is that cool, man? Like, if I ask some questions and stuff? Oh, yeah. He's open for questions. No, I mean you. Oh, yeah, I'm always open for questions. I try to get the best, honest opinion as I can. Like, I'm not going to be 100% accurate, but I always will try. Okay, awesome. Because I've actually studied occultism quite a bit. It's not something mm -hmm. I talk about normally on my channel at all because people think I'll, I'm crazy if I talk about this stuff because most people don't know about it. But it is something that I know a fair bit about and... I, I've been wanting to actually talk to a Satanist about this kind of stuff. So it's mm. kind of an interesting opportunity. So I guess my first question would be, why do you think that the supernatural is real? It's all about is your level of consciousness. Like it could be, you know, like an event like Lucifer, like Gorbton actually did talk about his uh, near death experience actually. And you could actually did, can watch, uh, one of the first video mentioned him, and it's actually a really good video on that. And some people do have like experience, like I had my own experience, like when I was at my deepest, darkest point, like when I had the severe depression, when I, you know, pray to Satan, I actually hear his call. And that's when I start, you know, following his teaching along with LaVey. And I realized there is something out there. And, and I do believe in evolution because I, because I believe in science. So, and now each Satanists are very different. Like, yes, some are Setians. They follow Setianism. They follow the Egyptian god Set. It was thanks to Michael Aquino forming the Temple of Set after he left the Church of Satan. It's because of what happened was, is Anton LaVey was basically going around saying, say, oh, now people could be a priest by paying me money, which Aquino disproved didn't like that because he i do agree with quino is people should earn that title to be even a priest or a magister or a magist so you left and formed the temple set then you have another branch called cthulianism based on howard phil lovecraft's uh, cthulhu mythos and it's accidentally made by levey and the one of the members even lucifer the golden was actually the earliest member of venger satana's cthulhu cult later Cult of Cthulhu. Now it's owned by the STS, but there was another one made by uh, Winter Wiley. There's actually a video both on Facebook Live and YouTube about the uh, what happened with Winter Wiley and how he got exposed for basically being a fraud. So your reasoning for thinking that the supernatural is correct or true is because you've personally experienced uh hearing the call of satan i was wondering have you done satanic rituals where you've seen things i've done a lot of satanic rituals like you don't see but you can feel their presence like you when you say like their infernal names you can feel them watching you and you can feel their presence like it doesn't mean you have to see but you can feel it now, you can sleep and see what's going on in your dreams. Like some, like Lucifer, like Gorbton, actually study on, you know, kind of meditating going outside of your body, though. 
So some people have a very different experience, but with my experience, when I do like rituals, like when I do my monthly high mass every full moon or the All Hallows Eve mass, I could feel their presence right there. So would you say that atheists or like actual atheists are blind fools because they don't understand that the supernatural is a real thing? In my opinion, it's their opinion, but they don't have the right to tell other people like they should, you know, say, oh, you should stop believing that because, oh, because you're, oh, you're a theistic, you're believing in a, you know, a fictional character. I'm like, you have no right to tell me. It's like a fundamental Christian saying, oh, you should be a Christian. It's the only way you could save your soul. It's like, come on, that doesn't give you the right. And then you got the the Church of Satan going around attacking not only my organization I'm part of, but he's also, they're also attacking Brett uh, Kane as well. Even when he shows the evidence of proof of Anton LaVey's theism, they still try to deny Even Lucifer Gordon even tries to explain it, but they still won't listen. Same thing with the Satanic Temple, and they always been notorious for attacking people who are different. So, Daniel, Daniel, just real quick um, to give you kind of a up summary of what happened. I made a documentary video about Anton LaVey, the founder of the Church of Satan, and uh, I showed and proved that he was theistic, that he believed in an actual devil and actually believed in God. And uh, this interested the theistic Satanists out there, and they approached me and asked if I'd be willing to have talks with them. And I found out that they've been going to war with the atheist version of Satanism. So there you go. Continue on, guys. Just wanted to review him on that. Okay, that's interesting. Um, that's cool. I'll have to check out that documentary because a lot of atheists parrot that same stuff. And I know... Based on my research, I agree with, uh, wh what are you being called? Black Metaler? Yeah, Black Metaler 666, yes. Okay, uh, Black Metaler. Yeah, so I agree with you guys that based on what I've seen, he was definitely not just an atheist. He was he thought that Satan was real and he worshipped him. Um, so anyway, I guess my next uh, question was, where do you think you're going to go when you die? Like I like so another point is there's actually a um in the Satanic Testament there is a chapter about you know hell so and what he described is when you're in there you're in like a void and once you have all like the guilt and the stuff you happen you have your own personal demon you have to come terms with and once you come term terms you could be reincarnated or you can go to the city of Dis from the Greek pantheon so i'm a little bit confused here maybe you can help me out but um would you agree or or with this or, or disagree that if satan is real then christianity is true w would you agree with that it, it also depends to like like it's just like any religious belief in general like it's not just christianity same with judaism islam even paganism hell even luciferianism demonolatry and even Catholicism and Sedianism, like it literally depends. So I'm not saying it's farly true. It just, it literally depends on each different perspective. Okay. Well, what do you think? Do you think that Christianity is true? Like Christianity, like they have their own variation. So I kind of say half, I can say yes and no, like yes on with like God's existence, but, but I don't, 
but I don't believe what the the Bible say about you know. But I don't like agree what they're saying. You know, fire and brimstone. Even though actually hell is more like Tartarus. So you think that Jesus was a real person and actually the Son of God, and He died for everyone's sins? Do you think that? I do believe that yes, like Jesus did exist, but I don't like there is like a lot of historical Jesus out there. Yes, but. It's also pretty debatable, too, because sometimes the only way you could tell is when you die. Hmm. Well, uh, if Jesus really did exist and he really did conquer death, I, just grant it for the sake of the conversation, if you don't mind. I'm just curious what your thoughts are on this. Mm-hmm. If he really did do those things, then shouldn't we pay attention to what he said as far as like what hell is going to be like? That that's something like a lot of people has to understand is it's something like you have to kind of follow your own path. It's that's what like what being a human is. It's not about, you know, blind following. It's about questioning on not only my belief, like I do question not only my belief, but I also do question other people's belief as well. It's all about is learning to question is what is your path and where you want to go. Like if you if you want to you know follow my path, fine. You know, and it's your decision. Like, it's all about it's what's best for you. Not not what's best for Jesus, God, Satan, Odin, Zeus, Cthulhu, Set, or Narlathotep, or Shathuga, etc. It's all up to you. Well, do you think that? And I'm not trying to don't take this question the wrong way, but do you think that my daughter who's two and a half years old knows what's best for her? No, like kids are kids. Like, dude, if you look at the modern stuff nowadays, they're always in prop propaganda with like drag shows on like blues clues. So like your daughter, like she won't know. Right. Like, well, well my point say- is compared to God, we're like children. I mean, if God d- did exist, we would be calling us like a child compared to God would be actually incredibly flattering to to us don't you think it would be and also another thing in the satan in the satanic testament with the satanic parent this one actually like i was talking to brett is with that one i remember mentioned like don't indoctrinate your kids into like following your religious belief but in my perspective it's about guiding your daughter to success successful future by basically helping her you know, because since she's young, like being a parent is about protecting them from anyone who wants to do harm. Right. But the reason why I brought up my daughter is because compared to God, we're like children, which is incredibly flattering to us. But what I'm trying to say is that even as adults, uh, we would be, you know, God would know way better than us. So if God you know, you said like we should just be our own gods, essentially, and we should decide what's what's best for us. But it seems like if God existed, he would know what was best for us. And we should listen to him in the same way that my two-year-old daughter know, doesn't know what's best for her. She needs to listen to me. What do you think? Like, there's another thing a lot of people forget, like, because actually, because there is actually the term is is where you're born as a Satanist. Now, when you say born and not like born, born, but it's more like a metaphor of if you actually agree with Anton LaVey's statement, when you read it, you realize something, but you also do have to kind of question 
you know, God's motive sometimes. Because sometimes you might not know his true attention. Like every people will never know their true attention. Like I'm not trying to sound like, you know, preachy, but everyone has their own ego. And some people do have it very hidden and not a lot of people actually know until it's too late. Like you may not know if God is evil or not, or Satan is evil or not, or Odin, Zeus, Ra, others. Like it's very a hard discussion because nobody really knows. But if you try to tell that to like the church of Satan, they will be like, oh, you're believing in fairy tales. It's like, oh, Satan doesn't exist. He's a metaphor. We use him as a symbol. But then when P.H. Gilmore goes around and starts telling people that, you know, you know, saying, oh, the theistic Satanists are devil worshippers, all that stuff, while they hijacked what LaVey actually started. And with LaVey, and like that's the term, is when you're reading the book, like I've read like the Satanic Testament, and if you read, there's actually a uh, there's a chapter in LaVey's book called uh, trying to trying to find the uh, page, not the book of Satan. That's the one that tells if want God dead or alive. It show it talks about you know some element of God, and I would read some of the passages. Like it is a per popular misconception that a Satanist does not believe in God, and the concept of God is in is interpreted by man has been a varied throughout the age. This that is the Satanist simply accepts the definition which suits him best. Man has, has always created his God rather than his God created him. God is to some being to others terrifying to the Satanist God by whatever name his he is called or by no name at all is seen as a as the balancing factor in nature and not as a being concerned with suffering this power force which permits the balance of the universe is far too impersonal to care about the happiness or mister misery of flesh and blood creatures on this ball of dirt upon which alive. So what do you think that means? It's, I remember Lucifer LaGorge and I actually talk about a, um, it was something, I forgot the term. It's basically, it's, is we created God and Satan, but that doesn't mean it's imaginary. It's real. So in our, in like in this interpretation, a, uh, a, it's not a demigorgon. I know what I forgot what Lucifer Gordon called it, but I know what he was talking about. It's basically he was saying is how he got so powerful because we created him. Kind of like how if you are afraid of a monster under the bed, it yes, exactly it affects you. It can mm -hmm. affect you. Yeah. Well, I understand that, but. Um... Are you saying that if human beings never existed, there would be no Satan? Exactly. That's how he is. Because with, with Anton LaVey, he didn't believe in the anthropomorphic Satan, but he did say he felt a dark energy. And there's actually a chapter in the Satanic Testament called Who or What is Satan? It actually talks about 
how Satan could take on many forms. Like he could take on like, like a dark, like his true form. It's mostly the spirit form, the one that we created, but he could take on an anthropomorphic form or the dark energy that Anton LaVey has said. Because Satan, or some people like the Sidians, they say Satan is set, while Cthulians would say Cthulhu is set. Hmm. Or some like Luciferians. Well, okay. Let me ask you this. I'm really curious. If I hypothetically proved to you that Jesus Christ really was God in the flesh and he died for your sins and that Christianity was true and that these beings that you think are Demogorgon are mm -hmm. actually demons and they're real, they are fallen angels, uh, essentially, and things of that nature, and that uh, if you don't get right with God, you're going to go to hell and it's a real place and it's not going to be uh good what, what would you do i just i just accept it because truth is i'd rather die and go to hell for my belief than convert like and then convert because sometimes because how we see satan we see him as the enlightenment figure as the one shows us the truth well, some people like the Luciferians, they actually don't believe in like, you know, the God. They actually believe that Lucifer is the creator and the, you know, the creator of the universe. And they also see themselves as the balance between light and dark, because that's actually one of the mention I read in the Apotheus, the ultimate beginner's guide to Luciferianism and the left-hand path. And Michael Ford's version is Americanized version of Luciferianism, because there's a European one, but that's very top secret. Mm. So it, it seems strange to me. Maybe maybe I'm missing something. But if it were the case, I'm I'm still speaking hypothetically here. But if it were the case that Christianity was true, and yet Satan was also the light bringer, meaning he told you the truth, then wouldn't he tell you that Christianity was true and the true nature of hell and where you were going to go? In my opinion, I just kind of view like Christianity like a little bit false because every there's a lot of different denomination of Christianity. Like some have a very different perspective, just say thing like, you know, different branch of paganism, different branch of even like Judaism or even Islam. But even that, it's literally up to the individual person because not everyone would agree to that. Well, I mean, you have different branches of Satanism, right? And that doesn't mean that you should think that what you are doing is wrong or false, right? Yeah, no, I don't say, acknowledge the difference. And I don't really, like me, as like I said, I'm not afraid of going to hell because I might be going to the city of Dis. Like, who knows? It's, it's way until our time has come, man. It's always best just to, you know, hey, it's okay, you know, to fear the unknown, but it's always best to let your curiosity get the best of you. Hmm. You know what Jesus said about this? He said, yeah. he said, uh, this is my favorite verse in the Bible. He said, for what does it profit a man who gains the whole world and loses his own soul? What do you think yeah, about that? That sounds like someone trying to manipulate the world, but, and also, what, what do you think that means? It sounds more like he's basically putting a fear tactic on people who are trying to discover themselves while also putting on a, trying to put on some, trying to 
protect, but you also have to kind of understand that some people, like some people can really take it differently. And sometimes when you say something like that, it can actually lead to curiosity. Sometimes it might spark the curiosity. Who knows? So, I mean, I'm not really sure if you're understanding. I just want to make sure you understand at least what, what he's saying here. Cause I think it's very important. Is that all right? If I try to explain it? Yeah, no problem. So, He's saying, for what does it profit a man? Meaning, what do you gain if you gain the whole world? So you literally control the entire world. Everything in the world belongs to you. Imagine that. And he says, what does it actually profit you if you gain the entire world, but you lose your own soul? He's saying, what have you gained? What I gained is inspiring people to think for themselves. Even though it might cost my soul, but at least... Uh, let people have their own freedom without without religious dogma getting into people's head and telling people different morality like I was talking to uh, Bert we were literally talking about the entire you know how perspective works and get up like honest opinion on life like it's not like like I said I try to do the best I can to be honest but it's very hard because everyone has a very different perspective and mm-hmm. not everyone will agree. And that is kind of like, that's the reality of the world is sure. Everyone will have different perspective and nobody will have the same eye to eye. Like you, we have different beliefs, but we're not throwing insults and we're not saying I'll be, you know, like that. Cause I know you're just speaking hypothetically, but it's always good to, you know, understand my perspective. And of course I'm learning your perspective and I've been, you know, civil about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I really uh, appreciate that. Um, I just want to say that, you know, what Jesus is implying here is that if you gain the entire world and you lose your own soul, you've gained nothing. You've lost everything because when we die, the only thing that we take with us is our soul. We don't take any of our earthly possessions. We don't take anything with us except our soul. And the only thing Jesus is telling us, the only thing that matters in this life is where your soul ends up. That's the only thing that matters. And the only way that our soul is going to end up in the right place with God is through Jesus Christ. That's what he's saying. You know, Jesus was very exclusive. <laughs> have you, I'm, I'm curious, have you read uh, any of the New Testament? Like the gospel? When I was a kid, I never really got into the Bibles when I was a yeah. kid. And I tried to read it. I tried to read it too when I was a teenager. Well, actually, no, I think I was like 11 or 12. My dad told me to read the New Testament. And it's just, it, it kind of was like peanuts, you know, when the adults are talking and it's like, wah, 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 wah. So that's uh, probably your experience too. But as an adult, when I go back and I read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the way that Jesus dealt with things and the things that he talked about and the parables that he tells, it, that is one epic dude. I mean, if he wasn't God, boy, he was about as close as any human has ever come to be as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I'll be right back. I'm going to grab a book. I'll be right back. Sure. All right. How you been doing today? I hope your health is going well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we had a little fiasco at the house. I ended up having to cancel the uh, book, the Bible study I was going to do tonight. And then I was like, oh, I should uh, go on Brett's show. <laughs> so here I am. The uh, study that I've been doing on Anton 
LeVay has been pretty fascinating. I found out that he's got a lot of views that I never would have mm-hmm. actually imagined him having. One of them I was talking to him about earlier was he was fully against abortion. Did you know that? No, that's that really surprises me. Because yeah, yeah. he actually my, spoke out about it. Go ahead. Well, in my uh, reading on Satanists and Luciferians, it seems like, uh, well, and occultists in general, in general, right? It seems like they're usually very, very pro-abortion. I mean, like if you study the roots of the uh, feminist movement, a lot of those women, the ones that were the movers and shakers were occultists like witches and stuff um, and that type of thing. And they're obviously like abortion came out of that movement and all those women were pro-abortion. So I see a lot of correlation between occultism, Satanism and abortion. So to hear him being against it is uh, very surprising. I, w- I wonder if he was vocally against it but really, you know, like behind closed doors, they were doing stuff. But who knows? Maybe he really was against it. Yeah. Right now I have the book called The uh, Satanic Testament by Lucifer Lake Gordon. I'm on the chapter 274 called Satanism and Abortion. And the first chapter goes, there is an ongoing debate in Satanism on a subject that really should not even be a thing. Abortion, now to be honest, this should not even be a word that is uttered in any sort of close proximity of to Satanism, yet here we are. So here, let's explore this topic and shed some light upon why abortion is a serious no-no to real Satanists. Now, before we begin, let me be very clear, con- con- contrary to what, contradictory to what uh, certain pseudo-Satanists preach, Abortion is directly forbidden to a Satanist with the exception of the most extreme circumstances. But what what makes it so and why certainly a mother has the right to decide what happens to her own body. Does she not? And if not, then what rules makes it so? To begin, let's address the, the actual rules that we can interpret to forbidden abortion first is the is simple satan represents responsibility to uh, res- to the responsible instead of the uh, concern for psychic vampires this is the sixth satanic statement found in the satanic bible it basically says that the satanists will always be responsible for their own action and not shrink sh- uh, shrug it off their duties and first glance on one many mention of a psychic vampires or part of worrying about others are doing. However, we can also see this as a reflection of being concerned for how others see you. The responsible Satanist would logically have no need to worry about what others think of them because they would be to focus on doing what they needed to, to do to do to worry about social social opinions furthermore they would know that be being resp- a responsible person there shouldn't be any negative opinions about them so how does this uh, part in to abortion a satanist never does anything by as- accident this includes having sex this the responsible satanist would will always take measure 
if they plan to be sexual active and not have children. In the modern time, this is easy. There is plenty of available counteractive on the market nowadays, and even free options made readily readily available for even the the homeless for those who can't afford their more advanced advice statements. I could go on and on, but these are like one examples. And there's actually a um Anton there's actually a part where Anton LaVey actually uh had the quote about it actually. I um uh, I put a letter by him in the private chat for you guys if you want to source. Uh, I don't think this is in the Satanic Bible, but it's something. It's in the public. Satanic Testament, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a public statement he made. It'll surprise you how he he speaks about it there, Daniel, as well as uh, Mister. Um, um, is there something else I can call you? Because I don't want to accidentally call you like metal baller or anything. Just call me blacker. All right, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So. I'm curious. Um, do you have any thoughts on Alistair Crowley? Oh yeah, he's actually one of the most influential of Anton LaVey's work, along with Howard Philip Lovecraft and Gerald Gardner. Well, do you think Alistair Crowley didn't like kill kids and stuff? He had a lot of ups and downs, but at the end, it's kind of a different time at. Like different time, and he's part of like a lot of different like or like different like secret order, like the Order of the Golden Dawn is one of them. Oh. He's also a Freemason, and the New Knights Templar as well. Yeah, what are your thoughts on Freemasons? It is a really hard discussion because there's a lot of history on the Freemasonry. Like it could, there's so many different history where it came from. But I do have suspicions because in my um the town I was part like a town I go there is a Freemason headquarters there. Yeah, there's pretty much a lodge in like the vast majority of towns in America and many places, but it's very rarely talked about. What do you think they believe? The mostly it's kind of a, like another like they do believe in a higher deity. They're kind of more like deitists, but they took like a lot more inspiration from like Christianity into their philosophy. And don't forget, there's a lot of other secret society, like the Skull and Bones. You have the uh, the Illuminati, etc. Like, like they believe kind of more of a like a different higher power, but it's kind of more similar to God. They're kind of like a very Gnostics. They are kind of. Yeah, Gnostic is a good word for it, but to me, Gnosticism is pretty much the same thing as Satanism when you distill it. Do you not think that's fair? It is, yes. And at the time, like there were like Gnostic Luciferians, aka the reversal Christians during that time. Like that's like a very like that's kind of like the one evidence of Satanism, but it's not exactly like that. But it's not until the Catholics start doing the uh witch hunt. And that's what they use the term Satanists and Luciferians. I mean, do you think that there's like a really relevant distinction between a Satanist and a Luciferian? It's the way they follow the Luciferians. They have like their own separate ways. They have some similarities, but 
most Luciferians, they see themselves as like between the light and the dark. Well, and they also have kind of like a very combination, both like very theistic and atheistic perspective. While most Satanists, like they're way more towards like, you know, the black flame and more towards like, you know, like more theism compared to Luciferians. But there's also like you have Michael Ford's Luciferianism with the Pothius, the ultimate beginner's guide of Luciferianism. This is an Americanized version, but there's a European version, but it's restricted. Yeah, I mean, they're all occultists, though, right? Is that fair to say? Yes, it's part of the occultist philosophy. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, it seems like all occultism really boils down to like paganism or Satanism. I, I think, honestly, paganism also distills down into Satanism. Do you think that's fair? It is like Satanism is kind of a half between the Abrahamic and the pagan faith. If you really, if you really look at it, right? Because there is actually a video from Lucifer Lake Gorfton that actually explains it. Actually, there's a video on that. Actually, do you have any thoughts on satanic ritual abuse? That was made during the Satanic Panic. And like there's possible that can happen, but most of it are fabricated because sometimes it can happen, but most of them are most of them never read the Satanic Ritual by Anton LaVey. That's another book he uh, released. And there's also the Black Grimoire and the Red Grimoire. That's also another book on ritual as well. Well, there's a lot of uh, people that have come out and spoken out about it who have multiple personality disorder or they did and they're healed now people that have survived it and um i mean based on my reading and researching into it it seems to be a very very real thing that is happening uh much more regularly than most people would would think do you not think that's fair Sometimes, like, it's possible, but sometimes you gotta take things with a grain of salt sometimes. Like, you may not know, like, sometimes you might have to question, because sometimes the media do, like, the twist things. I'm not saying it could possibly happen, it's just sometimes you gotta take things with a grain of salt. Alright, well, folks, we got a guest wanting to come in. I'm gonna put them on the bottom, find out if they're decent, and then we'll continue on the conversation, alright? Got to make sure this isn't a wild, feral animal. Hello, A.H., how are you doing? A.H., you're on the mic. Hello. Hello. What is your theological position? As far as I can tell, I'm not. <laughs> I can hear right you, now. A.H. What's up? A.H., can you hear us? Hi, do you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. Well, yeah, we can if, hear you. If you don't mind, what is your theological position? Well, I'm a Catholic. Position? Okay. Well, welcome to okay. the room, and uh, hope you enjoy yes, yourself. Yes, I hear you loud and clear, Brett. All right. All okay. right, continue on, yeah. Daniel. I don't know. I was just, uh, you know, here we're just talking about these big, fat jumbo niggers and how we're going to keep Okay. Okay, yep. All right. Yep. Sorry. Yep, that it's was, all right. See, Sarah I get, says I get, that I get shit people, all the time. I get people who pretend as though they're Christians, and then when you get them on the mic, they start showing their atheist worldview. What are you gonna do? Jeez, we got another. What's okay. up with that? <laughs> I I wish I had I wish I had the ability to cast a spell to make it to where atheists don't pose as Christians. Okay, we got another one called Sternberg. Here we go. Yep. 
All right, here we go. Hello, Hello Sternberg. How are you? Y'all good? Yeah. So what's your theological position, political um, position? I'm a, I'm a kind of a Eastern Orthodox Buddhist thing. You Political are? positions, yeah, it says, uh, FIGHTING ASS! WHITE COW! <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yes, evil. there you go. I'm sorry. Oh my, they sound like Cyrax. This is literally how Cyrax acts all the time. He always says the N word. It's so funny. You know, yeah, I, told, I told you, Daniel, I get some uh, exciting characters, don't I, I? I have to say, Brett, when you said that this happened, I was like, does that really happen? And dude, wow, he is not bluffing. It actually does happen. That's why I was gotta laugh at it because it's like, bro, like, come on now, really. And also, Eastern Buddha, Eastern like or Eastern Orthodox Buddhism. That's combining <laughs> Eastern Orthodox Christianity and Buddhism. Like, how does that even work? Yeah, I don't know. And man. when I heard, I was like, "There's no way you're that." I already knew this guy was a troll. Just the way he's saying it, it's like, yeah, you're. Fluffing up, you motherfucker. Yeah. Well, well, sorry that was a distraction to you guys. As oh, no. I find it amusing, actually. I always kind of find it entertaining, actually, just to hear them make an ass yeah. of themselves. Oh, if we weren't on YouTube, I'd let these people show their actual spirit and true colors. I'd just let them fly and go, is that really how you feel? Tell us how you really feel, you, you know? You've got... I thought I had some haters, Brett, but boy, you really... You've got some people that really hate your guts. Some of these people actually think it's Pornhub or something. They want to come in here and show their ding-dongs to me and, and titties. <laughs> Dude, I actually had a, one time, I was at a uh, an, a local uh, stream yard, and someone actually put a gay porn on there. Okay, so folks, because of the behavior that's coming in and out, I see a bunch of people popping in. Unless I see you on webcam and I can verify that you're a human being, and not a video loop, you're not getting up on the screen. Man, I wish Lucifer Gordon is on here. That'll be a really cool thing on there. That'll be like the big like the big bunch right here. Who he was said, he said he would try. He he may come in in a little bit, but uh, we are going on to two hours, twenty-five minutes. Go ahead there, Daniel. I apologize for the distraction. No, that's all right. Um who who were you talking to, that other Satanist? Is that who you were just talking about? Yes. What's his name? Lucifer Leigh-Gorpton. He's the founder of the STS, a.k.a. the Satanic Cthulian Society. And he's also now the owner of the official cult of Cthulhu. Okay. And do you think, does that mean he's a big deal? Like, I'm not asking that to be rude. I, I just don't know. Oh, yeah. Mostly well, he mostly to the people on the outside forces like the Church of Satan and the uh, sa and the Satanic Temple. Oh, yeah. Let's just say he is kind of a big target to them. Interesting. Um, yeah, don't believe me? Ask uh, Bert. Yeah, if you keep coming in, then you'll get, you'll get an opportunity to talk to him. He's a very respectful person. And very respectful. Very open-minded, very intelligent guy. Like... Like, I try to do the best I can, but his knowledge level is higher than me. Well, um, well, I listened to the show that you did with him, Brett, and I thought it was really interesting. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to join. And then when you were on his show, I was trying to join, but he didn't seem to be in a very good mood that night. So I would definitely Oh, yeah, like it was to... a lot of trolls going on. Yeah, that's unfortunate. 
and like this his, other guy like time doing a show. It, it was his first time i actually had to uh, teach him how Streamyards works and he was nervous on who to allow up because he was also being uh, attacked viciously by people so yeah i, didn't, I apologize yeah, you remember the troll, this, this christ for sword guy and i was like trying to explain it but he just won't listen it was kind of funny because i was basically kind of trolling him as well all right, I'm going to give one more person an opportunity. If you scream anything, you'll be banned, and you'll never have the opportunity to talk again. But if you want to have fun, just join the conversation. Troll lightly, all right? No screaming. All right. What's your uh, story there, Mr. Wayne Pepper? This is Reverend Wayne Pepper, and as your friend. All right, thank you. Yeah, Bye. I knew he was going to do it. I knew it. I was like, oh, right. shit, here we go again. <laughs> okay, that's going to be it for a little while unless I recognize your name. I appreciate all the people coming in, but unfortunately, some of our little party poopers have ruined it for some. Continue on, gentlemen. I am going to go quiet for a while and let you guys just talk. That's all not right, talking about religion. That's just talking about the behavior these people are talking, because I think it's more interesting how they are acting, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel don't... like I feel like we should probably focus on is the trolls right now because I think we talked religion for a long time. Let's just change the subject because this is like the funniest shit I'm hearing right now. Well, I don't think anybody else is going to be coming on and doing that for a while. I know. Another yeah. thing I like to research on is locales. Those are it's a term for people on the online. Basically, what they will do is like really like frenetic behavior online, thinking you know. Like, they're going to be this top, top dog, but the reality is they're delusional. They're getting milked for money. Low cows, huh? Here, I'm going to present a video. I'm going to talk about the most, like, the most trolled person. Oh, let's see. Christian. Uh, I want everything. Yeah, you were telling me about that person earlier. He uh, seems to get a lot of excitement in his genre, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to... I'm gonna hey, hey, you know, I, I, man, I do really want to ask you something. I know you said you wanted to stop talking about religion, but can can I ask you one other thing real quick about it about all this? Sure. That guy, um, Lucifer, that's his name. Yeah, Lucifer Lake Gordon. Yes, Lucifer Lake Gordon. He says that he experienced when he was uh, like five or six, a kid. If I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure I do. He says that he knows that Yahweh is is true and that christianity is true yeah the um, way he's saying it though like what he's really saying it though is like yeah he did does acknowledge about the belief but the way he see god though that's a different experience what he was talking about yeah but i mean he's saying that christianity is true though right yes but he did yeah, yeah he did mention yeah. that yes when i'm kind of saying like yes it is true but i was kind of take a hypothetical kind of like you know get more you, you know what i'm talking about right i mean but if christianity is true then that that means that jesus really did go to the cross and die for our sins yes and, he did yes the, right yes and conquer death mm -hmm. and what he said about hell we should i mean shouldn't we take his word for it no we don't have to <laughs> I mean, I get the feeling that whether he was telling the truth about hell or not, you don't you don't care that much. No, no, I'm not afraid. You're not afraid. Don't you think maybe if you ended up there, you might be like, "Gosh, I was an idiot." I'll be like, "Oh well, I don't like getting tortured. Just, just fucking do it." 
<laughs> I don't think you're going to uh, think that. I, but uh, all right. I mean, that's really interesting, though. Um, you know, th this is a uh, I mean, do you do you view like Christianity as your enemy or? It depends on individuals. Like the only enemies I see are the fundamentalist Christians, the one like the evangelicals are like pushing, you know, religion onto people's throat. Well, like with you, you're a bit more open minded, are willing to ask questions. You're not the enemy, but the ones who are pushy, yes. Well, I was an atheist until I was 28, so I tend to be a bit more open-minded, although I am a fundamentalist. I believe that the Bible is true, um, but I am able to respect other people who don't share my beliefs because, I mean, mm -hmm. I know even to a lot of Christians, I have maybe heretical beliefs and that type of thing, you know, because like some Christians are Calvinists and I'm not. You know, and uh, Catholics definitely feel pretty strongly about the fact that I'm not a Catholic. You know, mm -hmm. so it's just one of those things you can't please everybody. And Exactly. I, like me, I'm not trying to please you. I'm just trying to give my perspective. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. All right. All right anyway, this is, here's the video I'm going to show you guys. This does not even deserve a captain's log introduction. Hey, guys, this is dead serious. The inside and outside tour I did a few months ago at my house. Everyone here, my mother and my father are angry at me. They're blaming at me. It's my fault. I am it. It's my fault. I want everything about my house off the internet. I'll send in detectives. I'll send in police. I'll send in everything in my power to get it off the internet. Listen to me. Listen to me. Yes. yes. Shut that goddamn thing off. I don't care what you do. You get all that stuff off of there. It's night. I'm working on it. Go work on it. I am do you realize? Do you, you realize, realize something? something? Let, Let me, me tell you. you. If the health department of Green County sees those videos that you put on the damn internet, they could condemn our house we would have to move out of it. Oof. We got to be. Get that goddamn stuff up. What is up? We got to be careful on what clips we actually play because we don't want to get copyright. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I forgot but about that. We taped some Smokey, use his clip. And they're like very well known, like low cow commentators. Right, right. But you say, you say a lot of people hate this person. They're coming after him, right? Oh, yeah, because what he had done is pretty notorious. And, oh, yeah, because he like what he did to his mother was pretty messed up. He basically did an incestual relationship with his mother. Yeah, I could, I could unfortunately get in a lot of trouble for playing that. As you can see, I've got some award-winning fans out there who watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kiwi Tapes, Smokey MCC, they commentate on a lot of infamous people. Like Cyrax is another one. The White Bowser, he was a very recent low cow, got in trouble, and he actually went on the the Too High for Stupid podcast. So, like, every low cow is, like, they're always been, like, a comic ground top because they're always easy to exploit. Can you uh, do me a favor? You were we, You and I were talking earlier about what your concept of hell is. You actually do believe that... 
you will go to some form of hell but you believe that the torment comes from the consciousness i don't know if yes. daniel got to hear that before uh he came in would you like to explain it to him a little bit so yeah what lucifer like gorbton mentioned is like there's actually um there's a chapter in the satanic testament that did talk about you know how like hell is like it's kind of more like about the dante's inferno hell so what he was explaining about is when you die you're basically in like a black void but your own demon is your subconscious and what that is it's telling you you forgot something you like you did something in the past you have to acknowledge to basically have your own torture but when you acknowledge there's two things you can do one is you can be reincarnated or travel to the city of dis daniel are you familiar with a game called oblivion uh, it sounds familiar. I definitely haven't played it, but I believe I've heard of it. It's, uh... Well, Oblivion is their, the video game's concept of hell. And basically it says that the souls will be tormented by their own regrets, their own hopelessness, the things that they did while they were alive. It, it's kind of similar. To if, if I hope that doesn't offend you, but there's a similarity to it, as you probably notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see it being that way. I, I think it's going to be that and worse, probably. I mean, obviously, I hope not, but I don't want anybody to go to hell. <laughs> you know, not even my worst enemy. Not that I have any enemies, but if I did, I still wouldn't want them to go to hell. So. Well, I definitely have plenty of enemies myself. I didn't ask for any of them. They probably have a <laughs> bunch of wonderful places they want to send me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was I was just looking at how many people have blocked me on Twitter, and it's like two thousand. <laughs> and I've blocked like thirty or forty. <sighs> two thousand. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. very loved. Yeah, but the uh, the atheists that stick around, I grow on them. You know, either either people just block me or, or they, you know, start engaging. Eventually, you know, some of them come around. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Do you, uh, do you have a Twitter account? I don't really like using Twitter that much. Like, I just don't usually use social media. Oh, okay. You know, I, really, I, just, I enjoy Twitter a lot. I have a lot of fun there. You can, like, uh, I only use it just kind of like just scroll, see what's, you know, going on. And just like, eh, call it a day. Yeah, I really enjoy Twitter. It was uh, an app that was made for me because I can use GIFs and memes and post threads. I think it's a wonderful app, and you can just talk to people. I mean, that's one of the really cool things is you can meet a lot of people on there, you know, like even people that you wouldn't normally have a chance of, like, talking to. Mm -hmm. I actually got to talk to Saiten Kate today, believe it or not. Do you guys know who that is? I'll say the name again. I'm sorry. I'm deaf in my left ear at the moment. Saiten <laughs> Bruggenkate? You might know, Brett. Yes. Yes. He's uh, talked about the uniformity of nature as well as how do we reason without being able to appeal to God. Very yeah. good arguments. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I actually used to hate him. I mean, maybe not hate, but very much dislike when I was an atheist. And then I, you know, 
it's funny how things change. And I actually got to talk to him today. And now we're mutuals on Twitter. And uh, we were talking in DMs and stuff. And he might even come and do a space with me here in a few weeks, which would be really cool. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just uh, funny how, how things change and everything. Because I used to hear his arguments as an atheist. And I was like, these are terrible. He's lying. Mm-hmm. So... Just like how the Church of Satan is doing to basically Bert and Lucifer Lagorvedin. So who's bigger? Who has more members? You guys or the Church of Satan? That is kind of hard because the Church of Satan they don't do they don't count their membership that much, so it's really hard to know. Because some half of the member, like during the schism of seventy five, lot of, Michael Aquino took some of his members. Took some of the members of Church of Satan to form the Temple of Set. Then Anton LaVey's daughter, Carla, took also some of the member after she found out what her father's legacy is being turned into thanks to Peter H. Gilmore and formed the first Satanic Church. So it's like a lot of people come and go. In fact, one of the Grotto Master was actually a former member of the Church of Satan as well. And Bert knows who I'm talking about. Do you mind explaining what a uh, grotto, I, I don't know if that's how you pronounced it, master, yeah, what is grotto that? Grotto sounds like a headquarters, like one of the headquarters of the state. It's like the main, one of the main headquarters, because there's some like the Texas, the South Carolina is the main headquarter in South Carolina, but you have like Texas, um, New England, Tennessee, Kansas, um, the Illinois one. Like the like, I was part of the Illinois one, but that one's got like a long story to talk about. Um, I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. You looked into things like Jeffrey Epstein and uh, the elites and all that. Oh yeah. And what do you think uh, they're all about? Yeah, let's just say they just like to cause my. They just like to cause chaos. What do you think their worldview is? Well, let's just say death and destruction, just like any other people in general, no matter what you are, who you are. Delusion, disillusion of basically illusions. Some people say, you know, oh, God told me to do it or Satan told me to do it. Like anyone can follow that. So why well, I'm... I'm wondering, do you think that they're like some type of Satanist or Luciferian? Because like when you look at the island of Epstein, he had a bowl there with horns and with udders, which represents the merging, right, of uh, male and female, which is very occultic. And his temple, you know, and the, the statues look very pagan. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, that's true. But. But sometimes it could also mean other things too. But it's also it's probably for the aesthetic sometimes because not everyone follows that, and some just kind of follow their own version. Because like each Satanist has their different perspective. Like Levain Satanists have their own. There are also the reactive Satanists, like the ones that really takes the interpretation of the Bible of Satan very serious, and some. And there's some, like myself, we see Satan differently. So it literally depends how other people see it. Because some may not agree. Because hell, even we might have a war about it. Well, I'm just kind of curious. 
do you think that some Satanists are like really just evil, you know, like Jeffrey Epstein and those types and Aleister Crowley? Well, there is actually some uh, neo-Nazi organization, like the Order of the Nine Angle, the Joyous Satan Ministry, and the yeah, Black Order. Yeah. Um, what about the Cult of Saturn? Now, that was like around way before, that was during before World War II even broke out. And they followed like Saturn, the, the god Saturn. Yeah, but isn't that supposed to be a representation of Satan? Everyone could say, you know, Saturn, Set, Cthulhu. It's their own perspective. Like some say that, so it like it depends. It's like different names for a rose, though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, do you think that Hitler was a Satanist? No, he was a full-fledged atheist. He believed in the Iranian race. In fact, he is a because because if you live in a socialist country. And especially like communism, religion isn't allowed. You had to be a full-ledge atheist. Well, I heard he had a Helena Blavatsky's book on his night shelf. Have you never heard that? He like he always like he's in, he's like fascinated with the occult, but he never really practiced the occult. I mean, the whole idea. I mean, I'm just telling you my thoughts, but based on my research. But my understanding is that. A lot of the symbols that he used were occultic and the whole idea of like a third Reich and the Aryan race and everything like came from Helena Blavatsky and occultism. I mean, it seems like and, and he was also doing mind control stuff, which comes from the occult families who really were the first ones to be doing that. And then the, it seems like the Nazis kind of made it into a science. And then we brought a bunch of them over here in Operation Paperclip. But I'm just trying to say that uh, it seems like it seems like Hitler was more than fascinated with the occult because he was literally like putting into practice occult ideas like uh, the Aryan race be becoming supreme and stuff like that. Would you disagree with that? I say I would really would because also sending with the swastika that was actually a Buddhist symbol for peace. So a lot of these symbols were bastardized by Hitler, and not only that, because if you really look at the the paragraph right there, this is exactly what he was talking about. A lot of atheists would say Hitler was a Christian and say like that, but I know in fact he is a full-edged atheist. Even the Tick history even use the term Volkish very lightly because he even knows that, you know, Hitler wasn't really that, like, didn't really practice the occult. Because some people will make claims thanks to the Stalinist, the Marxist socialist, all that stuff. Because a lot of, like, as if you live, like, China and they found out that you're a Christian, because look what they're doing to the Uyghurs there. They are actually exterminating Uyghurs because they're different. And because in communism, religion isn't allowed. And to be part of the CCP, you have to be a full-edged atheist to be part of the CCP as well. Interesting. I mean, I'm, if Hitler was in the occult, would you want to admit it? Or would you be like, oh, I don't really want that? You know, like. It's kind of like very, like it's very debatable because so it's because everything evolves like. Because sometimes, because like a cult could even sometimes occultism do evolve. Sometimes, like it does evolve and become something better 
than it was before. Same thing with Christianity. Like it evolves too. Judaism, Islam, all that stuff where they evolution always been a thing. It always has been. And we're still evolving still to this day. Yeah. But I, what I'm saying is it, to me, it seems like the evidence that Hitler was actually an occultist seems pretty strong. And it seems strange that you're saying he was like not an occultist. He was just fascinated with the occult. I mean, usually when people are fascinated with something, uh, they're, they're usually into it, you know? I mean, so it's, like, it just seems like, strange that that you're just saying, saying like, in it. like even though like if you're fascinated, but if you but some people don't practice it because I know some people because I know there's a lot of like people who read about Satanism or are fascinated by the philosophy they didn't practice. I know some people are, are like that, and I know that for sure. What do you think real magic is? Well, actually, let me tell you what I think magic is and you tell me if you you agree or not so my understanding of magic at its core essence is you're essentially doing something for the supernatural world in the hopes that they will do something for you in this world help you to get something that you desire so basically you're uh doing something some type of sacrifice or or whatever some type of service for them that they like, and then they will do something to help you get something that you want here in the material world. Would you agree with that or no? It's like tapping into the supernatural to get what you want. Like that is actually a really good question. Cause in fact, in one of the 11 satanic rules is do not harm non-humanoid animals unless it's for food or for self-defense. Now, when I read the satanic testament, is that if you're going to do a sacrifice, you're at least doing it for survival. So let's say if you buy a cow and if you know you need food, if you had to kill that cow for food, you will do it. Or if you're out in the woods and you had to kill a wild bear that's about to come and attack you and kill in self-defense, that's sometimes a kind of term of sacrifice. But also sacrifice means like, giving up on something to pursue your own goal, like some of your hobbies, you could sacrifice that hobby to pursue that goal for you. May I ask you something real quick? You uh, you said that you're not supposed to harm anyone unless they cause you hostility first, right? Yes. Well, yeah, that's in the Levinson tag rules, is if someone is bothering you, tell them to stop. But if they don't stop, you destroy them. Well, let me let me ask you a hypothetical real quick, and then I'm gonna leave you guys to continue on the conversation. Just so you know, it's it's kind of getting a little late, so I might hop off because I'm kind of getting a little tired. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming in and hanging out with us. Yeah. I really not, enjoyed your conversation. I'm not leaving you because I'm not handling. It's because I'm tired. There's a you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I understand. I'm absolutely tired myself. I just love hanging out with you guys. What am I gonna do about that? But I got one last question, and then if you guys want to continue to talk, it's up to you. You just let me know when you guys are done. My hypothetical is this. You and your family find yourself in a, a bad economic way where you're hurting and you can't get groceries. But you know that there's a little old woman that lives up on a hill out in the woods all by herself that has tons of money and a treasure box right next to her front door. What would stop you from going up there and getting what you need in order to take care of those you love and care about? What would be morally wrong with just killing her and taking it? 
and nobody ever finds out it happened. There's an also another one in the satanic rules is like don't steal something that isn't yours. It's better off just to go hunting and learn to do agricultural stuff so that way you can produce your own food and more livestock and learn to do like kind of farming instead of going around, you know, stealing unless you literally have no choice, unless you're really starving to death, then you have no choice. But at least you can make a pardon deal, have a 50 split kind of negotiation. All right. Well, I appreciate your intellectual honesty. You guys can continue if you want to. Let me know when you're ready to finish. I'm already kind of ready to finish. Just let you know. Yeah, I got to get going too, man. Um, my wife wasn't even expecting me to do this tonight. So I'm already going to be in the doghouse a bit. But it's getting late too. So Hey, it's nice talking to you, uh, Daniel. Even though we may not have seen police. But it's a nice talking to you, though. I totally agree, man. Hopefully we can talk again sometime. I would say you should come follow me on Twitter and I'll follow you back, but uh, you're not on there very much. So Yeah, I might not just, I don't even like using Twitter. So just saying it, <laughs> it's a nice meeting you though. Yeah. Nice meeting right. you as well, man. So gentlemen, Friday, 7 p.m. Central, I'll be doing another show. I'm going mm -hmm. to try, providing I'm not dead or absolutely sick, I will do a show every Monday, every Friday at 7 p.m. Central. The link will always be in the public. And anytime you two gentlemen want to come in, you're always welcome. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming in and uh, spending time with me. You're welcome. Awesome, Brad. And I hope you feel better, man. I'll be yep. praying for you. Yep, you just get some rest there, brother, all right? I appreciate you guys' help. You're welcome. All right.